What time to be live, baby? Here we go, man. We're back. We're back, shoot. You fired up right now. We're back. Brother. Yes. I feel like we haven't spoken forever. Bro, tell me about it. Um, yeah, man. <sighs> Look, the people, we got to give the people what they want. They were demanding it. Yep. There's like three people asking, so I was like, fuck it. Yeah. You question me, you question my spirit. Here I am. Um, I didn't even so, wear a hat. Wow. Bro, tonight felt like, that felt like one of them glory days, you know? Yeah. In a lot of ways. So I tweeted, um, I'm very excited, and, and, and people rightly said, like, yeah, me too, the dynamite. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Dynamite is the furthest fucking thing from my brain because I'm so excited about this this little world we're living in right now. And that doesn't mean that Dynamite wasn't great. I give it a 10. It's fucking incredible. One of the best episodes I've ever done. But, you know, I once said those words, shoot. You know them. You repeat them to me not long ago. And we're going to win. We may just fucking win. Yeah. And I'm on a different team now, but we may fucking win. It sure feels that way. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. This, this is a, this is a different time. It's a very exciting moment in time, and it could blow up in our faces, which would be very on brand for me, especially as a great big fucking loser. But like. We've got something here, man. We've got something special here. And I, if you don't like when we put ourselves over, firstly, how do you watch any of this content? With all due respect, it's 5.12. I have my smoking jacket on, like a 70s movie star. And I'm here to do absolutely fucking nothing but put ourselves over. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is not behind me. Um, I do have that. It's in... The office proper, not in the little closet where I do the streaming. That's just a punk uh, painting by, I can't remember his name anymore. The guy who does the WWE ones. Sham Shamburger, Shamburger. Yeah, Rob Shammy Shamburger. Yeah, I'm not putting Darby behind me for political reasons. <laughs> political, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. We do streams that are not behind a paywall sometimes, so. So, um, tonight was pretty fucking awesome. You know, I obviously wanted Samoa Joe to show up, but did you see the reaction on Twitter when when Punk needed a partner? Yeah. Bro, that's what it's all about, man. Like, that there is what saying that we can do with this platform that God bless everyone that's on the proper platforms, but they just can't do. My mentions filled with people just being like, is Joe okay? <laughs> Holy shit. It's going to happen. Like you can't do that on a problem. You have to like pretend you like all of the wrestlers the same. Yeah. I couldn't do that. It's fucking awesome, man. I already can tell that's going to be like, an issue when I do shows with Jay Shell <laughs> she likes wrestlers I don't like. <laughs> just like that's what's uh, good though, right? You said we talked about off after we finished good. the show. 
we finished the show and we were all talking, shoot myself and, and Jay Shill, and shoot said that, like, even beyond the obvious of just not having another white guy with a beard, it's like, we're all such fucking curmudgeons, right? No. <laughs> and the only one that isn't is Bobby, and he's too nice to disagree with us. <laughs> like, we all have these really old wrestling tastes. You have a younger wrestling taste than Oracle and I. Yeah. To be fair, though, as much as I wasn't going to admit this publicly, I, I will say that in the group chat I did uh, uh, threaten to quit the late night grin if Dan Housen was CM Punk's partner tonight. So Yeah. I wish someone had been filming me when uh, when Punk added Smile Joe. I was like, <laughs> it was good because it allowed me to focus like on the show because I, I kind of knew at that point I was fucked. But I was very sad. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here, Jason. I can't wait for this. It's going to happen at some point. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could literally do like a series where Jay Shell goes from grinner to grinner. She's going to talk about a wrestler that she likes a lot, and he's just going to be like trying to think of how he can. I mean, that happens to us. So, yeah, it would yeah. definitely happen to Jay Shell. I mean, yeah. did you see him lash out earlier? No. Pitiful. You know, I was doing that bit. It was a really good bit on Twitter. I was like, if only there was a guy and he was like hinting at Joe and that piece of shit buried the, the killer cross match again <laughs> out of nothing but spite. And I just thought, you know, I don't deserve this from my friends. That's when I texted you guys. I said, what, what did I do to deserve this? Fair. But it all worked out. We fucking won. What an incredible comment. But that's like... He's still in my probably top five all time. <laughs> but like in all seriousness, and I know Joe's having fun with it, seriously. Like, I, the day that our content isn't entertaining enough for you guys to ignore our opinions, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we have as much credibility as you guys do in terms of opinions. Like, you know, it's what it is. Look at Duke's. Dukes, look at this piece look, of man, shit. Look, if you wanted to go to bed, you could just say that. You don't have to yeah. lie. Um, yeah. Contacted. The fuck? Come on. Come on. What, is, what does that even mean in his, in his, in his phrasing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> his like mom told him to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> he is late, to be fair. Dukes is young, man. He's very young. Fuck, these, these kids. I said it earlier. I mean, what about when I mentioned Dangor on the show tonight? Oh, oh my was, God. Oh, yeah. The best bit of tonight, I mean, there was a lot. But, like, when you did the thing about the poem and she fucking dunked, I was like, yeah. wow, it's incredible. She's not even just dunking on me now. She's just truly comfortable, just fucking, yeah, piece of shit, waving <laughs> me on. <laughs> The best Great. part about that is that's a hundred percent true, and I can't even prove it because I don't have a copy of it anymore. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it was a yeah. baseball poem. It's terrible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm, show it to you guys even if I could find it. Other than being a Bulls fan and being a fucking coward, Duke's fucking rules, man. This show <laughs> loved. He's he's one of our best grinners. I think he's fucking he's good people. Yeah, I like Jay Show is here. Um, we we intended to just do a victory lap and put Jay Show over the whole time, but she's here now, so we should have, we have to wait until she leaves. Right. So we um, can find something else to talk about. Good lord, look at this. 
Yeah, she's fucking beat your ends up there, pal. <laughs> what state is that? <laughs> Incredible. To be fair, is good people. Toby Susie is good too, but he is a piece of shit. I, like to be clear, um, if I Rhode Island, okay. If I start making fun of you in the chat, that means I like you. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't like you if I don't make fun of you, but it does. Yeah. So um, this is true. Rhode this Island. actually rules because now we know someone from Rhode Island, and that's a first for me. Pop. The obvious conclusion to this is Shoot has to write new poetry. Another all-time great grinner. Reese is fucking hilarious, yeah. man. Um, Jay Shield says, Joe, can I do a show where I read my books and make people feel old and unsuccessful? <laughs> Owned. See, she talks shit, man. That's, I respect yeah. that. Could you imagine how weird it would be if we had the, someone in the, the Grin team and they were like actually nice and polite to everyone? That'd be Wait, look at brutal. this. Dukes, do you want us to say hello to her for you? <laughs> that would be such a fucking burial. Here are these two guys I'm watching doing a stream at midnight. <laughs> Just look at us, fucking idiots. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the fact that it's wrestling is worse too, right? Yeah. Like, it'd be bad enough if it was like a baseball pod, but wrestling's definitely worse. Yeah. Oh, my God, look at Brucey's suggestion. That's a good idea. I mean, Bob would get cooked, though. Oh, yeah. Bob's like, he can't do that kind of show, right? He would just agree the whole time. Yeah. Well, it's a fair point. <laughs> or just like, well, he, well, hold on, but then he has no follow-up. <laughs> I love when he does that. I tweeted, like, it's really worked out great for Bob that he defended Ronda Rousey and Shane McMahon. And he replied, well, hold on. I don't think I defended Shane McMahon. I was like, are you guys going to stop me? <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm laughing you here, Bobby. It's just... God, the best of the best ever is when uh, I don't even remember what you said to him, and yeah. he just was like, "Come on, man." It was definitely something about vaccination. It was guns, I think, actually. Bob's a big gun guy, as you know. And you're called confirmed shoot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great question. The thing is that is I don't even know where Bob's actual opinions start and end on on her anymore. Do you? No, I don't. Oh no, all caps. Do you, Do you want us to say hello to him? That would probably go badly. Yeah, and I just look. That should be. That's a new. That's going to be a new uh feature of the grin. Uh, for five dollars, we will <laughs> we will send greetings to your. Significant yeah. others. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a wild, wild time. My god, Dylan? Dylan. Hi oh, Dylan. Dylan was on the grin. I'm really is bad it, at waving and is it 
Is it Dylan Howes who did an hour of fucking radio? <laughs> Hello to Dylan. We are sorry for uh, for making Jay Show spend an, an hour of a, well, I guess, three hours of watching Dynamite, right? Yeah. Damn, that feels like a real time sink when you separate yourself from being a nerd, right? Yeah. So, Jay Show, go to Bob's uh, Twitter and there's a little search option on his account and search Mercedes. And uh yeah, good luck. He's a the thing about Bob is he's a lovely guy. I like him a lot, but he is a piece of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> we do it like really formally too. Yes. Yeah. Wow, this is incredible. Wow. Romeo Grintroductions. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> like cameo, but really shit. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Tonight was a great, a great night in which Jay Shell, this was the first night where she discovered that like I will always lose, you know? Yeah. Like she really actually thought Samoa Joe was gonna show up for a minute. Could you imagine? Shoot. You knew better, right? The best was when uh oh well I actually uh I DM'd our pal Alex because um, he doesn't watch AEW, as yeah. anyone who's seen him on here knows. Um, and I was like, hey, it looks like they've they've set up a mystery partner match for Punk. So the partner's either going to be Joe or Holbert's going to be in shambles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. The best part was Moxley's music hit. And I immediately started laughing, and I was like, "Wait, this was obvious as hell! Like, <laughs> yeah. why did we not?" And like I said on the show, and this is important in case you think I'm, I've lost my mind. Like, genuinely, I'm not. I'm aware that that match was infinitely better than it would have been if Joe was in it. I'm aware that it's even probably a bigger deal <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. Obviously, it's not as shocking, right? But it is like he's a top guy. And I look. I'm going to be totally transparent here, and shoot knows this. I think. But like we do it, we have a lot of fun, and I'd have popped huge if Joe showed up. But like, is there's probably something to be said for how much wrestling I'm currently watching, unhealthily so that Joe shows up in one of the other shows that I enjoy less. Because like I'm we're we're doing dynamite regardless, right? Like the content yeah. we can get out of AEW is tremendous. Him elsewhere would be a nice boost to my interest in those promotions. I'm kind of at that point across the board. I've talked to you about this, right? Like I think AEW is just about full. And uh, I'm not, oh, God bless. And I'm not sweating it really anymore. I just, I last summer I was like, fuck it. I was, I was like, everyone I like needs to go to AEW. These other promotions suck. And I've just, I've realized it's not healthy. I can't do that anymore. So here's an interesting thing since, since we're actually going to talk about wrestling for a second. And they probably aren't going to do anything with this. But shouldn't King not be very happy about <laughs> Mox team yeah. Punk? I get the sense that like a lot of that King Punk stuff was kind of a bigger deal to the two guys doing it than anyone else, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal to me. I just saw that you listed this as 2021. It's popped me huge. It was a big deal to me. Wait, what? The date says 2021. Oh, did I? Oh, I sure did. 
I'm sure it's fine. Well, they've um, still figured out to watch it, so it's fine. I honestly think we should we should definitely shouldn't change that, right? Oh no, I'm not gonna fix it. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. I just don't think they see it as that big of a deal. I think the lack of follow-up was a real shame, but I get that they have bigger projects and they want to make MGF a big deal, and they've done that with Punk, so God bless, you know. It's not like King's left out in the cold, right? He's in a pretty big deal with Jericho. So what if we just do the rest of this show as if it was 2021? Was that better or worse? I can't remember. February of 2021. Oh, that was bad, right? Yeah. Hey, who do you think the surprise is going to be at Revolution? CM Punk. Bro, he ain't <laughs> coming back. He ain't ever coming back. <laughs> he got fucking whooped by Mickey Gall, whoever in the UFC. He's fucked. Any other bright ideas? Oh, God. See, Oracle fascinates me because he does not strike me as a guy that would enjoy jackass. Yeah. Do you remember that night on the Grim when he said he liked a um, a really like shitty action movie and I attacked him for it and he we had like a really weird standoff about movies? No, I don't remember this at all. It was like a Gerard Butler film. Oh, oh. And he was like, good movie. And I was like, what the fuck? Good oh. movie? What the and Oracle got very mad. He was, like, he was like, you snob. <laughs> oh, fuck. I haven't even seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about now, and I can't yeah. remember the name of it. It was just like a proper, just, you know, one of them films. You know what I'm talking about, right? One of them films. Law-abiding citizen. Yeah, and I bet I was like, the fuck? Or like, it just pops me. The idea that Oracle is like a... Yeah, Mox Robin. There you go. The idea that the Oracle is like a wrestling critic to the degree that he actively dislikes beloved wrestlers, but with movies, he's just like, oh, fucking hell. It's yeah. so fun to me. This is this is factual. Yeah. This was, yeah, this was awesome. Well, I don't know if we got heated, but three of us were, were doing the All-Stars and Oracle would like to punch one of us. I thought he was going to quit the show, honestly. He was trying to like punk on the first team. Do you remember that? Yeah. He's what a wild. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a film review show would rule XCQ. I really do. I don't know what it looks like, but I do think it could be funny. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, look, we can do whatever the fuck we want at this point. Let's be honest. We fucking run it, don't we? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine being this fucking awesome? No. Because you don't have to, brother. Yeah, I live it. Every fucking day. <laughs> you know, tomorrow we're probably going to do a show. One of us, that is. Legitimately could be any of us. And as of this moment, none of us have a fucking clue what that show looks like. And I think it could still be pretty good. It probably will be. I mean, look at this show. This is great. We were You were in bed. I was about to go to bed. Now here we yeah, are. Mate. I was in bed and someone tweeted. I think it was Tope Suicida was like, review, review? No, go live. And I was like, as a bit, I was like, don't tempt me. And then two other people tempted me and I had no choice. Here we are. I... I texted Joe, wait, are you going live? Yeah. I was like, I think so. And I said, wait, am I going live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
This is, yeah, this should be the title. I'm live, please. I'm live. Pieces of shit. Who is that? Who's my brother? He was shouting something. I said, I'm live. You fucking goon. Look at the Patreon. You're a patron. That's uncomfortable. Was it? Did I come across aggressive there? A little bit. This is a great question. Oh. Um, I've ordered from this place a couple times now. And the appeal of this place is they do the 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 fried mozzarella. Um, not the mozzarella sticks, but like the big squares of mozzarella. They're incredible. But anyway, they also do a chicken parm that's great. So I got the chicken parm like I always do, and they forgot to put the parm on the chicken. And so I was just fucking furious. <laughs> so um so basically the end of that is I I ate my wife's cheese ravioli and she ate the chicken bar. <laughs> Cause I was just pouting like a baby. Hey shoot. Yeah. Did you watch Anna Jay eat tacos with Thunder Rosa? I did not, no. You should watch it because Anna Jay ate tacos with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I'll probably watch that. I didn't know that existed. So anyway, um, Dynamite. Do you remember when I texted you, Keith Lee didn't get a star presentation and felt like just another guy, and then he fucking had one of the greatest debuts in wrestling history? You know what the best part about that text was? I thought you were talking about Jay White. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, he definitely felt like just another guy. Yeah. What a fucking loser. He, Crosby should feel like a real piece of shit right now, shouldn't he? That was the best. Like, that was because it was like, why was he on the show was almost the reaction that I had. And then Tony just tweeted out, (laughs) well, I fucked up, so I brought him in. I I don't think Jack's going to look himself in the mirror for the next couple of days. At least my guy had some dignity, right? He just stayed home. Right. What a fucking goon. Can you, like, what kind of a, they can't have much of a plan for him if he just they just brought him in. I just think there's a lot of political stuff with the, with the with like a guy of his caliber on the New Japan roster. Um, I think it's hard because like, they ain't gonna have anyone beat him. So it's just, it's difficult. That's 100% true. Yeah. But I, in my defense, Sean actually did you see Sean's stuff about that? No. Sean said that, like, the initial conversations about Keith Lee were very much not promising about him being there. And then as it went on, he kind of warmed up. <laughs> that comment's for a couple of minutes old, and I don't even know what it's from. So, Oh, no. Did we, we didn't say. Did uh, we some... Probably when you were talking about Anna Jay eating tacos with. Oh. That's unfair. That was quite wholesome, I thought. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's true. <sighs> Man, Jax—he embarrasses himself, right? It's, it's just terrible. As a friend of his, I feel really—I feel bad. Yeah, he, uh, he's a professional. That's what makes it worse. Yeah, he works for the central broadcasting system. <laughs> 
I don't even remember if that's what CBS stands for. <laughs> There's no way that's what it stands for. That Central didn't sound right. Didn't, but then I don't know what else it would be, so maybe you're right. God, that fucking ruled. This is factual, shoot. There was lettuce on the tacos. Thunderose was really mad. It's Columbia Broadcasting System. Columbia? I thought we'd Columbia. done talking about Tony Khan. Oh, no. Um, who can beat Jay White? Who can Jay White beat in AEW and still feel kind of big? Eddie Kingston? <laughs> that match would fucking rule. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm sorry. Go back. Sorry. Can't beat shoot. <laughs> <laughs> My brother popped me huge earlier. We was watching. There you go. I'm so bad at that, man. <laughs> Camera work is incredible. My brother was what he watching. You know when Mox did the count out spot, where like he got in at nine. My brother yeah. like sold it. Like he was gonna hit count out. I looked in like. And he goes, I know, right? What a fucking bootlicker. I was like, what? <laughs> it's not even the correct usage of that. And then I thought, actually, I don't even use that correctly. I was that makes say, sense. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he didn't use it right. He's heard me use it the wrong way over and over again. Do you remember when I first did that shit, man? <laughs> I just yeah, the first couple like... times you did it to me, I got mad. <laughs> I just was like, it was only the tweets that were the furthest from bootlick until yeah. I just like bootlicker. <laughs> Now we have like four different words that we do that with. Yeah, and the bootlick is the most polite one, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think you're going to get Josh Alexander, Jay Shell, to be honest. He's going to be the Impact champion. He is, which again, as long as he's getting paid decently enough, better for wrestling. Seriously, I'm not even like. Yeah. Impact needs top guys that are fucking interesting, man. Seriously. We're not getting a fur promotion, bro. We've got to make do with the with the shitty ones we've got now. Yeah, probably. But Josh is a way for them to kind of get some... He's a way for them to have some compelling main events, you know? You do a Josh Alexander, Chris Bay, Buddy Matthews, Sammy Joe. That's a shame. I, I like. It's a real shame if Buddy goes there now that Double J's made it that I can never watch Impact. Doesn't feel like he's going there, though, does it, really? No, because if he's going there, he would have by now. I mean, he literally had his... Did you see the fucking Impact fans? You know when he tweeted my schedules opened up this weekend? They were at in Scott Damore. <laughs> what kind of clown show is this? And, of course, no one in the world at MLW. So what book- booking did he take? MLW. MLW. Yeah. Did a clean fucking job for TJP. Spoilers, brother. Oh, bullshit. Um, I do realize that, Reese, but you got to like, like, look, we dunk on it and all that stuff, but AEW can't host every wrestler that's fucked by New York, man. <laughs> it can't. <laughs> it can't. And listen, the list of wrestlers that get fucked in New York is just, it's never ending, man. It's never ending. We just need more places that are fun and viable and exciting. And I know it's a while away yet, but like, yeah, that's 100% true. I'm proud of he, me for taking a stand on this. 
He feels like the NWA world's champion. Yeah, a little bit. Which, trust me, I know for young folks that may sound like a dunk, but like, big compliment. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Ace is that he has that. He's just a funny looking guy, isn't he? You know what I mean? Well, he's like four foot nine. Well, we don't have to shame his height. I was simply saying he was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing. I'm sure it's fine. He's a he's a patron. Ace Austin. Yeah. He's Demon Grin. Wow, that's good shit. That's like remember when we thought someone else was Demon Grin the other day? We got really fired up there yeah. for a moment. Yeah. Sure, it's fine. Um. Yeah, I agree with Jay. Like, I think the only thing you could say about Hangman is every time he's on TV, he nails it, and I just wish we had like a ten percent more of him on the show. That's all. And I think that will change now with Adam Cole anyway, because that's a big feud for them. Hmm. Yeah, Darius Lockhart should be the NWA champ, definitely. That promo he cut on his debut shoot. Yeah. Oh my god. It went like Twitter viral. My god. That explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, so anyway, back to us. <laughs> Matt Cardona is a heel in impact now. Okay. They have a song, and I'm not going to sing it, but they go, they, they say they own the night. They say, they say we, we own the night. Who has that song? Impact. Oh. Well, that's lying. I don't know if it is, though. Because They like, own the night? In terms of wrestling, they kind of do, right? Well, by default. Hey. MLW's on Thursdays, I think. Fair. They just own it, man. Do you think they could compete with SmackDown on Friday nights? I think they should try. Could you imagine if they like made a big deal about that? that We're going be... after the A show. <laughs> yeah. And they'd probably do the same viewership, honestly. <laughs> Bro, I rock with this so much. I love what Cardona is doing, but I have no interest in watching any of it. <laughs> I fuck with that so much. It's fair. I completely understand. Like, you know the Janela stuff? It, like, popped me from afar. And then um, he came out. They showed, like, the video packages at Hammerstein. And I was like, I don't know if I like any of this. <laughs> but I respect it. It was really, like, there was a lot of acting and wink-wink shit, you know? Yeah. A lot of the Brits call it that, too. Matt is in the boat where I prefer his wife. Is that about you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, join the club. Was we talking about another Matt? Oh, Cardona. Cardona. Yeah. Damn. Jay Show likes Chelsea Green. Get Bob to talk about that one. Bob doesn't even dislike her, does he? No. Um... Chelsea Green would like say stuff like, I once pitched an idea and people replied, go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. And I was like, yeah. Hey, man, maybe don't, maybe don't have to be so angry about it. I thought, I, I always, I like that thing about, you know, the 
the whole idea of that company is to to be aggressive and try to grab the brass yeah. ring and you should really and then like so she came up with a bunch of ideas and the response to that was look at this fucking loser <laughs> meanwhile nikki ash was walking out to crickets while they took victory laps because she got given the belt for a month that was her idea joe that means it's good bro i've got a fucking uh that bliss cross shirt is a fucking tragedy Like, look at what happened. Look at what the fact that I own it is bad, but it was a good bit. You, like, you might be on a list. Just because I'm British, okay? Don't assume. But so, uh, hey, yeah, this is a good thing. We haven't talked about this before. Um, <laughs> do you remember when they they changed Keith Lee to Bearcat Lee, and um, Twitter decided that was his idea? Yeah, because it was and a then, long tribute, right? Yeah, and then he got released, and he was like, "Fuck no, that wasn't my idea." And then they said, and then and then um, he debuted tonight, and people tweeted, "He was never any good. He's not a star." And then people did screenshots of their tweet from seven months ago saying he should win the Royal Rumble. You remember that? No. Okay. Um, I wanted to see that though. That sounds very good. (laughs) Do you think he's going to be in the new WWE 2K game? Keith Lee? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember when WWE 2K20 came out, shoot, and I tweeted something to the effect of, hey, man, I wish this game worked and I was called a piece of shit and a fucking asshole for expecting a video game to work on arrival. Yeah, I did that to Bob today. Do you remember explained to me in great detail that I clearly don't use other video games because I would know that people are supposed to fall through the ring and... Vanish into thin air. I thought my favorite feature on WWE 2K was when I created an entire ECW brand. Um, <laughs> and I put the ECW title on Buddy Murphy. <laughs> and then I went to play the first game with Buddy Murphy as champ and the game crashed. And then I realized you can't do custom belts on the game because the game crashes. Yeah. Um, that was a good feature. Bro, look at this. Look at this combo right here, okay? Bobby. Very light. Greeting. Hi, J Shell. All caps. What are your thoughts on Sasha at Robo Hill? Bobby's now typing furiously and he's sweating bullets. You know for a fact he's sweating bullets. He just left. He closed the screen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else we got here? The game was to... Oh, my I God. I don't believe this. I'm just going to ignore that it's true. Remember when I tweeted that Ryan Satin's performance at the Royal Rumble was so embarrassing that I'd rather be poor? Yeah. People replied to that and was like, oh, man, jealous. It's like, I mean... Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, there are probably people in wrestling media that, if you really ask me, like, you know, lie detector, that I probably have got some jealousy towards because they're very successful. But like him, like you, yeah, dude was pumping his fist for Ronda. Like, you gotta have some. 
And like, I don't even hate, dude, but come on, man. You know? No, I know what you mean. I'm sure he gets paid well, though. He might. I wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. <laughs> Conversation about anyone in rest of media. I'm sure he's paid well. He might. Maybe not, though. <laughs> um, I'm jealous of everyone. I'll be honest. Like, we are, shoot and I are very, uh, we're pretty petty, right? Is no. That fair? Is that fair? <laughs> pretty petty. No. Oracle thinks we're live right now because of how much we enjoyed Dynamite. And I can tell you right now that I'm purely live because I just fucking popped myself so much tonight that I felt the need to victory that one more time. Yeah, we're not even talking about Dynamite. No. Ask the Oracle of Wrestling if he wants to join Oh, fuck. This is incredible. Look at this. Holy shit, yeah. man. Did Pat- Alex, did you do a show tonight? Because if you did and you've just seen that we're live and jumped in here, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's funny either way, but that's incredible. That's good shit. Do you remember when Alex sent in his uh, grinny thing? And it was like just this extraordinary piece of business. We was all popping huge. Glory days, brother. That was only like a month ago. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Fed dead. Fleet fucked. GC double screwed. R-O-H-E double hockey sticks. Impoop. P-W-G whiz. That was bad. All of these are phrases that we all use to describe. I should bring, I should start using impoop. Remember when I changed my whole thing, my whole branding to MLW, and you threatened to quit? Yes. And I had that tweet that was like, just all of the promotions. It was like League Lives or something. Remember when you couldn't change your profile picture, and you were sending me screenshots to prove it, like I was really gonna quit? I was very worried. High spots. I can't believe high spots don't give me a free thing, man. You know, Even if we have to pay for this Warrior Wrestling show, they should give that to us for free. Bro, honestly, we could actually help that event out. Seriously. We haven't got a big audience, but we have a pretty locked-in one, and they know we're going to review it. I just don't know anything. And the thing about me is I'm not going to go and lick the boot, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm good friends with many of the wrestlers on the show, but I don't know any of the people running the show, right? Dukes is still here. Dukes, how's it going with your lady friend? Tell her about him poop. That'll pop up. <laughs> That'll get you over huge. So there's this promotion. <laughs> you know. She's not real, my girlfriend. She's my fucking lady friend. <laughs> She's, they're, listen, they're a real mess, okay? And there's this one guy, JJ. He, lo- he loves them, right? Really good. Get you over huge, man. Go for it. Guys, at some point we're gonna do a show where Bob watches the Big Lebowski. Well, while Joe and I just do a show separately, and Bob's just like in the corner oh, watching. Just, on the grin, I pitched this up, and people they are popping. 
Okay, yeah, we're doing good. it one hundred percent, and we're gonna literally like we're gonna see Bob Pop and shoot, and I'll be like, "Why do you reckon he's in the the car scene?" Like we're gonna. That's the best scene in the film, I think. I said this to you before that the whole thing. That's a masterpiece. He's joy at the dirty white. The whole that's fabulous. Yeah, peak cinema. He may be one of my honestly. I mean, oh, congratulations, Dukes. I mean, that's one of my favorite films ever. But to even get more granular with it, shout out to the actual Double J. He's got to be one of my favorite characters ever. Walter is. Yeah, he's incredible. He really does elevate the whole thing, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we really do treat Bob like they treat Donnie. <laughs> that's tough, man. Have you seen the fan theories that he's not even a real person? Yeah. Oh. This it's definitely not true. They've actually said as much, but like there's certain elements of it that are really funny if you watch it through that lens. John Top Goodman three. an Oscar now. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, people were just very that film was one of those deals, and you could probably speak to this better shoot. We will answer that, Josh. But that was one of those films that like people it grew on people, right? Like if you go back and read the initial reviews critically, it was kind of like, what the fuck is this film? <laughs> <laughs> it got very much a cult following. Yeah. All right. Favorite films. That's, I, I'm really bad at stuff like this. That would be on there. Um, right. I think the Royal Tenenbaums would be on there. Oh my God. I love that movie. Um, this is the problem is I've gotten so bad about watching movies that I don't even like remember the ones I used to watch all the time. Yeah. Um what probably Wonder Boys. You ever seen Wonder Boys? No. Okay. Michael Douglas, Toby Maguire. Yeah, I think that's my top three. The Royal Tenenbaums, Wonder Boys, and Big Lebowski. I'm gonna pencil Lebowski in. Fuck. It's very because I see favorite as different to the films I would list as like the best films. Does that make sense? Because to me, yeah. a favorite oh, yeah. I could put on at any time. And uh, I'm going to go. Fuck, I do love Goodfellas, man. And there's a charm to it that's been added with our grin, too. Yeah. <laughs> it me even more. Um, that's probably in there. And this one's going to pop people because it's made approximately 40 years before I. Born, but Psycho is Psycho to me is a fucking masterpiece. I managed to watch Psycho without knowing the swerve. Wow, okay. I can't even tell you how incredible, like how much that moved me and popped me, bro. That film's like sixty years old. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I didn't for whatever. I obviously the scene that everyone knows is the shower scene. Right, and even if you you're in the chat, and you don't think you know it. When you see it, you go, "Oh, I know that, I know it." Right, but for whatever reason, like the swerve was lost on me, and like you kind of piece it together anyway, right? But the way it's executed, that's yeah. that's a fucking chilling scene, man. It's an incredible scene. Sandlot's incredible. Love that movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch that because I watched that as a kid. Cuckoo's Nest is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm a big Nicholson guy. Jack Nicholson's. See, to me, he's very interesting. Like, you know, people say he always plays himself. It's like, I don't think acting, I mean, I'm not a film expert, guys. I'm just a guy talking here, but. Oh, Rushmore is a good one. Continue. Like, 
people too often think acting is like transforming into all these different images and like like kind of what Christian Bale does. And I love Christian Bale, but that's what people think of, right? But acting really is as simple as just making me believe that the person I'm watching is a real person. And even if Jack didn't dress up in a hundred ways and put on loads of weight and lose loads of weight, you never once doubted. Other than maybe in The Departed, he gets a little bit sticky, right? But other than that, man, Jack fucking... Maybe the I same dude. Been the Departed. Oh, yeah, I remember we talked about it before. He's kind of schlocky in that, but he's a very good film. Ten Cup is very good. Shout out to my pal JJ on that one. Yeah, I um, see that. I, sports films are like a layup for me, unless they're just so bad that they're intolerable. But like, Major League wasn't in your uh, Major League yeah, Two. Yeah, not my top favorite. three, but I love. I actually like two more than one, even though I think right. one's better. It pops um, you more, right? Yeah. You get the um, fan, the the free fans. Yes, I love the replacements. Love that movie. Yes, that's great. Yes, yeah. that's a great call. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is um Wedding Crashers is actually fucking hilarious. That's a good call. Yeah, Wedding Crashers is good. Footsteps Falco from Ohio State. I almost bought a, a Shane Falco Ohio State jersey at one point. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh it's a good movie, man. They all they when they uh they all sing I will survive in jail. Oh my god. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's a good there one. There you go. Sandler's, uh, I think I've just like, you know, he's made so many she movies. I think they may have infected him in a way where I now find he's like peak less funny than before, which is probably bad. You seen Punch Drunk Love? Yes. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has some, I mean, to be fair, Uncut Gems was I still funny. haven't seen that. I need to see it. That was incredible. Almost anything in the last five years is a blind spot for me. I've just stopped watching movies. Fair. There's not even really a reason for it. It's just a thing that's happened. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Swingers. Have you seen Swingers? Love that movie. I have like, you know, Oracle talks about Ring of Honor matches that he talks about like he's seen but hasn't seen. Yeah. I definitely have a lot of those for movies. That's fair. Because like my older brothers, I mean, I said this before, but. My when I was like six, my older brother was having watching like The Godfather, which in hindsight it was bad. Um, so I have this weird thing where there's a lot of films that I've seen, but I definitely don't remember right. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> which is the same with wrestling too. To be fair, it's just Godfather's tremendous. I didn't watch it yeah. till I was in college in film class. That's Great a much movie. better way to first experience it. Yeah, yeah, I love oh, that absolutely. class. I took that film class as like a a free credit basically. And by the end of that class, like my teacher, my teacher was a local film credit critic. Um, and he basically pulled me aside and was like, Hey, you should really think about doing this as a, like for a career. Mm. And I was like, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> <Just went home. laughs> like, I'm not going to write for a job. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did my final in that class on eight mile. Oh my god, I like that. That's a good movie. That yeah, I basically rules. took a film class as a rib, and then got like a hundred percent for the entire course because I loved it. There's some parasite. You need that. That's one you should watch. Yeah, 
So you don't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. I need that's to in my, that that might have to be in my top three, man. That's that's so... Visually, that film just pops me so much. So, so much. Yeah, I'm kind of... I, I'm a, I like Paul Thomas Anderson. Um... <laughs> this is hilarious. We're talking about, we've been on for 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do, man. Yeah, I know. Sure Some of the Grinners are they're actually very talented people. Yeah. Makes you wonder what they're doing here. Have you seen Rear Window? Oh my god, bro. That 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 warrants top three. That's a great movie. You talk about films, you know, I just said about visuals. That's a beautiful film. Yes, it is. In every which way. But That's that, another one I watched for film class, and then Adrian and I just stumbled on it one day a few months ago and just watched the whole thing. It's fabulous. Jay Shell, uh, have a good evening. We will now go back to putting you over here shortly once you have left. But yeah, Rear Window is... Um, the only thing with Rear Window is it has literally aged perfectly up until the climax. Yeah. Which is just... It's no one's fault, but it's literally the only part of the film where it's like, where you kind of reminded about just how old it is. Because it is, it's like a 50s film. Right. <laughs> I think it's like 58. <laughs> that's fucking insane. But yeah, it's a, that's a fabulous film. My wife watches, uh, talking about Jimmy Stewart, my wife watches It's a Wonderful Life every year. Yeah. And I spent years pretending I didn't like that movie, and I finally just accepted that the movie's fucking great. So great, man. Yeah. It has that dip, like, in the middle, because the last couple of Christmases I've watched it, so I'd never watched it before that. I don't think it's as much of a thing here as it is there, either, which is part of it. Same with A Christmas Story. I don't I've know any. I don't know any Brits that have seen that. Um, 54 rear windows. Okay. <laughs> Coming up in a couple of years, it'll be 70 years. <laughs> So, um, it's wonderful life. Like, there's there's like a the portion in the middle I find to be a little bit of a slog. But it's one of those films that when you reach the crescendo, you always you don't regret watching it, right? Right. It's, it's great, man. It's great. Meech, have a wonderful night, my friend. Have you watched the films that made us on Netflix? Yes, I love. We've it. been watching those lately. Yeah, man, that's really good. And just the, watched the uh, Dirty Dancing one today. There you go. They which did, I haven't did, seen that movie in years, but... They lasted the horror ones too, right? Yeah, I haven't watched those yet. I know you, you're not a big horror guy, and I'm not doing it as a bit, much as I've established it as a bit. The Halloween episode of the movies that made us is incredible. Oh, yeah, I'm, see, still, I'm fully intending on watching those still. You see Carpenter's, like... The shit he pulled off with that is wild, man. Hmm. Wild. Um... The Pretty yeah. Woman one's really good. Yes, it is. And that's the deal where, um, tell me if I'm wrong here, but isn't that the one where they have the original writer, like this, they, they kind of play out the ending? They do the thing where it's like, well, what, what? Yeah. Oh, we've lost Joe. There he okay. is. What was the real ending they do, right, in that one? And he gets really emotional about it, right? Yeah. It's Because, so... yeah, they were, going, they were going to Disneyland. Yeah. They were going to use some... money really and I don't think everyone has this take so I'm intrigued where you're at on it um, you know the way they edit 
it really grates some people. But the way they like neatly tie things in a bow at the end really pops me huge. You know? Yeah. Do you realize like how many people that shit goes through? It means a lot to those people, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's saying, you know what else is good? It's obviously a lot more nerdy and it pops me pretty well than you. But the, the toys that made us one is great for that. Just finished watching all those. There you go. Because you see dudes that like, they get no fame or credit for it. Yeah. Right? But look how much it means to those dudes. Yeah, that's like a thing that's, they talk about it in one of the episodes too, is like, there's no credits like in movies. So yeah, there's like four or five different people taking credit for stuff and you don't, nobody really knows who did it. I just love, I love when they set up at the top of like, we needed an idea, you know, and like you just, you get this visual and they have obviously the, you know, the, the re, uh, you know, reenactment thing. And like the idea of just all these dudes coming together to come up with an action figure is going to pop eight year old boys. It's like, it's, yep. it's, it seems so simple, but you realize how rare it is that these things actually work to the degree of the one you're watching at that moment, right? How many of them fall through the cracks? It's just, it's really interesting. I, don't know, there's... I watched the, uh, I, f- I finished it last night. I watched the Hello Kitty one because I didn't watch them in order. I just bounced around to what interests me. I watched the Hello Kitty one and the He-Man one and Power Rangers. And the He-Man one, my big takeaway is that I wanted to get that I have the power clip and put it in our stream. Cut out rules. I had He-Man bed sheets when I was a kid. My God. See, a lot of that stuff is like before my... Right. And obviously the rest of the one has Aubrey Citizen on it, which, you know, win some, you lose some. That's the first one I watched was the wrestling one. Dog Day Afternoon's fucking great. <laughs> it's true though, right? Like, yeah, it's it not... is. Just pops me like the the idea, and God bless them, man. Like they all come in there with like their sketches, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking a six inch figure. <laughs> The Human Man one's incredible because that one they created from scratch. Like, That's what, like literally from scratch. And look at what it became. It's nuts. The Power Rangers one's fat. I mean, I kind of knew the story of Power Rangers anyway, but it's so fascinating. Yeah. You know what one's really interesting and very insightful in terms of that whole project is the Star Wars one. Yeah. Because that confirms a lot of the kind of beliefs about that whole process. Like, there was an awful lot of kind of um loose elements to that whole thing right like they fucked that up completely right remember they had the the figures only came out like six months after because george didn't get a deal done and shit yep. and then the one like they got like no money because they made a bad yeah. deal i mean there's all these still like i'm not a star wars expert by any means um but like there's a lot of kind of uh discussion among star wars fans about this idea and this kind of long gang story that the original cut of A New Hope was like a fucking disaster. And they had to really reshape the film because George was kind of all over the place. And what makes that interesting is, ready for this pivot? The George Lucas Vince McMahon comps are incredible. Brother, I'm telling you, okay? I know enough about the Star Wars fandom. I'm not really part of it, but like I watch a lot of the content that kind of surrounds because it just pops me. 
you would be stunned at the overlap. Like one of the big debates in the Star Wars land is the product never changed. You just got old. You should let the new kids enjoy it. And they like scream back and forth for each other, these two sides. It's the fucking fed, bro. Because there's also a debate, like, there's a lot of evidence that George never even realized what people liked about Star Wars. (laughs) Which is definitely a debate in our world about Vince Jr. (laughs) Interesting. I'm not a Star Wars guy at all. Yeah. Um, I've seen the originals when I was a kid. I haven't seen any of like the last what are there nine now? Yeah. I've I I've seen the first three and all when I was a kid, I couldn't tell you much about them. What's fascinating is if you look at the the prequels, right, where by that point George is a god. So no one's calling his shit out, like and there's a there's a documentary. Um it's uh, it's like the making of Phantom Menace, which is the original prequel. And like, brother, that man's cooked. Like he's walking in there and he's like, fuck, he don't give a shit, right? And as as uh, Josh mentions, this is the. I'm glad he said this. I've forgotten it. The wife, people say his wife is who edited the originals. And if you look at the prequels, like there's just a lot of bad filmmaking in those. Yeah. So then you get into that debate we often have at Vince of like, what is like, <laughs> how much genius is there? There's obviously something there, right? Clearly. But you don't, you, it's just impossible to, uh, just interesting. It, it really, it really does. It's a very toxic fan base, um, which I think we can relate and understand, right? Dukes, what does your lady friend think about the prequels? I do not like the prequels, to be clear. I'm not very clear now. Very clear political stance. I watched the Star Trek episode of the toys. Yeah. And now I kind of want to watch, because I've seen like bits and pieces. Never I kind of want to go it. back and watch those now. Especially I'm, I'm a big, uh, I liked Picard. I've seen a lot of those. I kind of want to watch mm. that series like in order. I don't even know if you can, I don't know where it's available. I haven't looked, but I was thinking about that last night. That might be a project that I'll never actually do, but that is the, that is a very daunting thing that I don't think I'm ever actually going to do. As someone with no knowledge of it, the amount of different, yeah, there's no way I'd watch all of it. I yeah. would just watch like, but I I really liked uh, Next Generation. I used to watch it, not like regularly or anything, but yeah. randomly. She has not seen them. She hasn't seen the prequels. It's the update, guys. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think Vince Russo could make a good Star Wars film? No, it'd be about nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. Available on Amazon. Do you think about how fucking insane it is? Like Russo actually is a very important figure in wrestling, and we all agree we'd rather just never like hear of him again. Well, do you realize how badly most, you yeah. have to? Do you realize how badly you have to fuck up to like get to the point he's at in terms of reputation? We could probably get him on the late night grin. Yeah, that's wouldn't. not gonna happen. We wouldn't, right? Right. Like, what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Like, look, your mileage may vary, but I think we can all agree that like if you take Russo out of wrestling history, while some of it is definitely better, the WWF's trajectory is definitely different. 
Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the guy that, like, he turned that corner. I mean, obviously, he had a, there was a lot of help, but I don't know. It's just interesting. Bro, spoilers for the last Star Wars film, but that's a real lion shoot. They brought fucking Palp back, and, like, everyone was speculating after the trailer, how have they brought him back, so on and so forth. And in the film, they just go, somehow Palpatine has returned. That's incredible. He explained it a bit more, but like that is actually the line that he's introduced by. Wow. That fucking rules, doesn't it? Get David Arquette on the grin. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, he'll probably. I would just think about Scream the whole time. I was going to say, I knew that, yeah. He's, he's, uh, how do I say this? I don't think he's very good at acting. I think you would agree. What a controversial take. David Arquette's not a great actor. Scream, I mean, Scream 1's a hell of a flick. Scream 4 pops me. It was was ahead of its time, Shoot. I can't contribute to this at all. (laughs) We've had this conversation. I like Scream. Okay. The, uh... I don't have any issue with you liking Scream. I'm just... <laughs> sure, it's fine. I'm personally not going to seen, like those movies. Seen Halloween Kills yet? No. Wrong guy. <laughs> Wrong guy. <laughs> like you're talking to the police. Yeah. <laughs> no, he went that way with the cowboy hat. <laughs> Has Bob watched Scream 4? Probably not. Scream 4 is kind of about Bob in a lot of ways because it's about people that have somehow found fame through like very hard to kind of understand means, you know? Okay. Online social media fame. Yeah, it sounds like Bob. You know, because things are cyclical, you know? Uh, when they made Scream 4... It's awfully late for hand motions like that. That's... That's fair. When they made Scream 4, the slasher was kind of fucked. So it made money, but it didn't do anything crazy. And then when they resurrected Michael Myers a few years ago, that thing made so many millions, they were like, well, shit. <laughs> Every character <laughs> that ever had a knife should be back now. Yeah. <laughs> it rules, man. Halloween shot for shot remake, but it's Bobby in a cowboy hat instead of Myers. Oh, my God, man. He would look pretty intimidating, Bob, if he had to, I think. Yeah. He's a big guy, right? Like his head is and he doesn't Michael Myers doesn't talk, right? Nope. Oh man. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Just Bob like the whole movie in cowboy hat and never says a word. Yeah. Just does like menacing faces and limps in, around after people. This would be a fun bit for Bob too. In the second one, the only way that uh the only way that like he slows is Laurie Strode says his name. She says Michael. It's the first person that says it, and they're like they're related. It's a whole thing, and he like slows down. Could you imagine the the lead being like Bob, <laughs> and Bob's <laughs> like, hmm. Um, I haven't. I need to do the che- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I'm a real. I'm bad guys. I can't stress enough. I'm not a film expert, especially horror. Joe, scream your favorite film with a WCW wrestler starring in it. Try to think of the other candidates. 
Probably, right? Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, we scream. <laughs> um. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that rules. Imagine telling the preview show, you guys that will be live talking about Scream at 1.15 a.m. I would have believed it 100%. I've mm-hmm. done this. I've, I've been on this ride enough times to know that was the case. Universal Soldier with Goldberg. I like Ninja, Goldberg, man. Ninja Turtles 2 has Nash as Super Shredder. Yeah, it's going to be Scream, guys. <laughs> um, did Hogan do any movies while he was in WCW? He did a lot of movies, but he wasn't any good. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the, the, uh, the, the, the Christmas one. Santa with muscles? No, wait. Santa with muscles is... No, is that right? Yeah. Okay. What's the one where Goldberg plays Santa? Oh, that's like... I wouldn't say it's good, but that's a lot better than the Hogan film. Okay. It's kind of like a fun slasher. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. they're The Muppets movie that they're in. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the right answer. <laughs> it's a good movie. Okay, man. <laughs> I used to watch Thunder in Paradise. Wasn't any good, but it had like wrestlers in it, so it was a pop oh. when you're 12 yeah. years old. Like, <laughs> holy yeah. shit, Sting's on this show. Shoot, do you still like Goldberg? In theory, I don't want to watch him wrestle. But like, if Goldberg retired for good tomorrow, would you be like, "God bless you, Goldberg"? Yes, I would too. I mean, I'm not saying he was any good, but like, he does pop me a lot. He did pop me a lot. I think now it's probably clearly they've used him poorly, haven't they? But I don't know. People are really mean about Billy, you know. It's a weird one because I didn't see most of like his original run. Um, I did yeah. see when he beat. I remember I watched him beat Hogan for the title on the replay. You know, they used to rerun Nitro right after. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely saw that which would have been like one in the morning. Um, but I didn't see a whole lot of his run in WCW. I actually didn't hate most of his first WWF run, but that was probably because I didn't see most of his WCW run. It's like yeah. when you, you remember when you was, you were higher on most than you were higher than most on the Shinsuke run. Yeah. Cause I hadn't you, seen. Yeah. You know, compare it to, um, and then, I've enjoyed I enjoyed most of his stuff after he came back until I stopped watching the Fed. I, the last thing I saw was the Rumble match, which was the last WWF show I watched. Um and that match was sad. It bummed me out. Yeah, he's he's washed, but yeah. That original combat was magical. Yeah, the Brock match is an all timer at Survivor it's... Series. That's fucking incredible. People can say what they want in hindsight or with logic. An objectivity. I respect it. Should he have been the one to beat Brock Lesnar? Almost certainly not. However, if you watch that in real time, you felt something different when he fucking speared Brock and it was like, oh my, he's about to win. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch, I swear, I'm not being hyperbolic here. If you go back and watch the tape, watch the people because they have the exact same moment. That's, that's special. That is, frankly, 
that moment is the biggest credit you could ever give to WCW because it's the aura they created 20 years prior standing strong in 2016, right? Like, I fucking loved it. It's powerful shit, man. Totally unexpected. Just lo- I lost my mind. And then the match with Brock at WrestleMania is perfect. Yeah. It's like it holds up to I watched it not I want it's been a while now, but it holds up. They just beat the shit out of each other for five minutes and they go home. Like they really recreated the Mike Tyson vibe with Goldberg, right? Yeah. Like the idea that people would like there was a tension in the air because you'd train the audience these matches could end at any moment. Remember how mad everyone got at him because he talked about how much it sucked to keep himself in shape to do the matches? No, I don't. And people took it to mean like he hated professional wrestling and they got so mad. This was in the build-up to WrestleMania. Bro, Um, if that's the case, they wouldn't like many of their favorite wrestlers. (laughs) He was on a... I don't remember who he was on a podcast. I want to say maybe it was Edge and Christian. Could be totally wrong about that. Yeah. Um, Future AEW Tag Team Champions. Yeah. He was talking about how much it sucked to keep his body in shape. Like he was miserable keeping himself in shape for these matches. Everyone got so mad. And then there was like the thought was that he couldn't take a bump. And then he goes out and he takes all those suplexes and people just lose their minds. Probably. He got booed coming out for that match. And by the end, they're cheering him because the match is fucking awesome. Like, look at, like, do you realize how hard it must be for a dude of that age to look like he does? Like, yeah. I don't know if it would do the bit of like, what he's obviously on shit, but it's like, it's not how it works, man. You don't just like take like, them and look like Bill got. Like, he, yeah, you still have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, I can't clown him for that. I mean, look at my list of favorite wrestlers. That would be a bit silly. Like, if you could just take steroids and be fucking jacked and you don't have to do anything, like, you know, people fu- will be on steroids. You're like, I'd girl. be on fucking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's Bill's gonna. The, I that mania match is like the perfect example of matches don't have to be long to be great. That match is great. I'd argue that forever. That I had that like I don't remember if it was my match of the year. Or it was it was definitely like top three. The one thing I'll say is though. People went too far with the time thing. Like we popped yeah. for that match because it was novel. But there we've now reached a point where like people judge matches on the clock as much as they do the work and the actual heat and the like if your initial reaction to the MGF match was like, well, that was really long, it's like, man, I feel like you watched the whole match looking at a clock, you know? Yeah. Like I don't Oh, I mean like I remember vividly when vividly it was a week ago, but um, <laughs> when I saw when that match was starting, I was like, "Oh fuck!" And by the end, it, I had no concept of time anymore. Didn't right. matter. That shows, like, we've all kind of done this thing where because that that era had such, I think, era like five years ago, there was a real increase in terms of length, right? Yeah, and people myself included had this very reactionary take of like oh fuck long matches and it's like no (laughs) everything is fine within reason you know like we need to i've said this before and i I stick to it there are very few ideas in professional wrestling that you've seen often that are actually inherently bad 
some of them have certainly been done so much or so poorly that you've convinced yourself they're bad, you know? Like I saw saying the other day, shoot, here's a good example. Someone's talking about Adobe products. And they're talking about how the schedule has changed since Peacock. And someone's like, well, yeah, I mean, 12 per year, that's impossible. It's like, no, it's absolutely not impossible. 12 per year can be fucking awesome if you do it right and you have the right roster in place. Yeah. Like, I think we both prefer AEW being the way it is now. But if it never was this way and they had 12 pet views and they started tomorrow with that, those shows would be fucking incredible. Right. It's not a bad idea just because it's been done badly by one kind. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, most of this shit can work. But anyway, I'm sorry. What was you going to say? The time thing is really weird for me. Um, I have the same reaction to, like, the length of shows argument. Like, I read people who think these AEW pay-per-views should be two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, fucker, I paid $50 for these cinema tickets. I do this four times a year. I don't want this shit to be two and a half hours. Like, do you like wrestling? Bro, they're (laughs) watching it the wrong way, though. Like, they're not... I'm not not even trying to hate, but, like... It's not... You're not supposed to, like, watch entertainment you enjoy and be looking forward to it being over. Like, it's not really how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's kind of fascinating. And, like, this, God bless. I mean, JJ's... He ain't missing here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, there's a lot of... Tr- I mean, like, that quote, the line in there, key words in there, never watch them live. That's a real thing. I will say yes. that's, like... Yes, I remember the... Uh, Walter had the match with uh was it Dragon Off or yeah, yeah. it was like a forty five minute match and Alex was like telling me I had to watch this match. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm watching this match knowing it's forty five minutes long going into it. Like I'm not doing it. Um Yep. It's a different experience when you watch it live. And yeah, like Tope Suicida said, I bought on that false finish in the MJF match too. I had already convinced myself that they had some big angle. And that the match was over. Um, you saw. I have you saw. Go ahead. I have no issue with the four-hour pay-per-views for AEW. There's only four of them. If they, you can't do. I will agree. You shouldn't do four hours every month. Nice four year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I have no issue. With it. I pay a lot of money for those shows. I'm perfectly fine with a four-hour show. Now, this has only happened maybe once. Doing a four-hour show where it drags. Is different than a four-hour show where it's just awesome. Of um, Which gets back to the core point of it's not the idea, it's the execution of the idea, right? Yeah. And uh, it popped me huge when Danielson wrestled Kenny at Arthur Ashe and all of these accounts that have spent years saying Kenny's bad was like, that was great. And it's like, you're going to convince yourself that was Danielson, but no, you'd have experienced, you'd have felt the same way about his matches in New Japan if you'd have just watched them in real time, rather than watching them on delay and crossing your arms like, impress me, Kenny. Like, right. It's not to watch wrestling, man. It isn't. Yeah, JJ and I are very similar in this regard. It's real hard to believe that we've been friends for 19 years now. <laughs> A little bit of advice for you, Joe. This is very fair. I experienced the same thing. If you're looking to get a kind of foot in the door on all Japan, Use Stan Hansen as your entry route. Because Stan's matches are never as long. And they're like yeah. a 20 to 25 range, which I know it's not short, but like, it's not crazy, right? 
To me, that's a sweet spot for me personally. And then whichever way Stan guides you, of the pillars that you enjoy the most, try and follow that. For me, it was Kawada. Kawada is like the coolest. I, he's my favorite pillar by miles. And then I used, I watched through his kind of lens for a little bit. And you can, you don't have to watch everything in a straight line. That's very dangerous. Oracle can do that shit. Most of us can't do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's I too can. much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's yeah. there's a whole lot of the there's a lot of wrestling takes out there, and I used to be like this. But there's a lot of wrestling takes that just make me like. Do you actually like wrestling? Like the people. The here's another one that drives me nuts. <laughs> and it's it's totally all in retrospect too, because it's they nobody felt this way at the time. The Kevin Nash is the ideal professional wrestler takes. Oh yeah, we went off on this a little bit last Friday. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like sure. Yeah, I I can't even argue with you that like he's got the right mindset for for his personal for him. But like, what does that do for me as a fan? <laughs> like. Bro, we talked about this in relative length last Friday. And, like, we were talking about how weird it is the way that fans not only glorify his, the way he treated it, but also, like, you know when fans do that thing where they go, oh, he was, you know, that's a real main event star. Look at, look at Big Sexy. Like, he looks so cool and shit. It's like, he was less of a big star than all of the guys you're dunking on. Yeah, you know, he fucking sucked, man. And I like Kevin Nash, but like, but like, imagine if I said to you tomorrow, shoot, you, you know, anytime you can have a top guy on your roster, Kevin Nash or CM Punk, and like, there are really people out there who'll be like, Punk looks like shit. Kevin Nash is like, who the fuck for? Yeah, he's not as good promo. He's not as good as wrestler. He's not as good a draw. He's not yeah. as influential, not as reliable. <laughs> but it's like it's like that picture, right? The classic example recently was the orange and Adam Cole picture from the beach. And someone was like, What happens wrestling? It was a picture of Sid and Vader. And it's like, I mean, literally, that is from a promotion doing a comedic skit while they were on their absolute arse in terms of business. Yeah. That skit's oh, one shit. of the worst fucking things that they ever produced. Yeah. I think. It's just, it fascinates me, this weird, like, mythical top guy that everyone's supposed to, like, you got to tick these boxes. Like, imagine taking these dudes over Brian Danielson. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it is honestly wild. Like, this is, Ben says, gives it a modern example. There you go. Like, that's exactly, that's how dumb it sounds. Like, yeah. And you see, and the impact guys that, listen, Morrissey, he looks like a star. What's that mean? 100,000 people watch your TV show. Who gives a shit what he looks like star? <laughs> Do you mean people are flicking the channels and hitting access TV, brother? That shit, that is probably the greatest example of things that are outdated. Yeah. Because you just look at society and like, the I don't, I don't know what the right way to put it, but like the things we accept now as far as like how people look, whereas before yeah. you were outcasts, like it's different now. Yeah. Like yes, there's still like there's still like the Hollywood star who looks incredible and all that stuff, but it's not the way it's not like it used to be. It's they still look different. different though, right? Yeah. Look, I mean we this, let's put it this way, we accept people being very weird now. We didn't used to. 
And I don't mean that yeah. as an insult, but like it's almost yeah. like a it's almost like a uh positive trait now when it used to be a a yeah, negative we, trait. We we're in a time where people really like the individual elements of of a character yeah. who is a little like right. I mean, I'm sitting here wearing this, so I'm not I'm not dunking, I'm just saying it's like it isn't so cookie car now, right? Right, exactly. People like that, and it's just and it's the same thing with like and I'm I want to be very like you guys know, but anyway, I want to be clear I'm talking about like how people look at it as a whole, not like how yeah. it should be or how, but like the what people consider to be like beautiful and things like that's very different than what it used to be. There's very there's so. plenty of male and female who like would have been shunned 30 years ago who now are you know, look how yeah. beautiful they are. Like it's just a different time. And you can see if you watch New York TV, you can see that the old fucks that run the promotion don't get that. Yeah. Because there are certain people they don't think are marketable that are like really, really marketable. Right. <laughs> and because of the way we frame this, we don't have to name, but like there's multiple examples of it. So it's not even just one. Like, yeah, it's interesting. I think there's kind of a, uh, there's so much outdated shit in our little world that just, just boggles my mind. Like, just this is true, right? In a lot of ways, it's true. Yeah. Steve Austin's got an accent. <laughs> his, his eventual money making look was much less the traditional money making look than the one that he had a stunning Steve. Yeah. Now we all understand the hairline was incredible, but that look was, you know. It looked kind of generic, right? Right. Not only did it go over, WCW had their own bald guy with black trunks to go over. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, they're a wrestler's die. And I, I'll be honest, I, I think it's even hard for AEW to maximize some of these guys because they have so many great wrestlers. But there are individuals that if you could put them in front of the right audience, could really go over. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, like, popular beyond our little bubble. And I think it's very hard to do when you have so much on your plate just as a wrestling promotion, right? You try to do good professional wrestling. So it's, like, it's not saying you could do it, but they're just there's certain guys and gals that I think could be, like, celebrity is not the right word, but could be social media over in a way where they kind of blow up all the time. And it intrigues me, shoot. You know who's the perfect example of what I was talking about a minute ago? Is Rhea Ripley. There you go. That was one of the names I was thinking of. So go ahead. Yeah. Rhea, Rhea is like, you know, you see the dudes on Twitter tweeting, please murder me and stuff like that. And like 30 years ago, she would have been an outcast. Yeah. Like that's that's just the truth, you know. So you bring her up. So like this is a great example of it. In the way they do their TV, they're very – that even if they pushed her, they would be very limited in how they would do it. But I'm telling you, for and I'm way too boring to really count in this audience, but I'm telling you guys for a fact, son, if you got her in front of an audience that definitely doesn't watch professional wrestling, they would love Rhea Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you like her backstory and there's some depth to it and she's very open about some of her struggles. Brother, when she came to, to New York... She, her intention was to 
was to be like the person she was in the May Young, you know, like she had the blonde hair, people called her Charlotte, right? Remember that? Yeah. She's fun. I mean, there you, go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm telling you, there is a world in which you feature her and she gets an audience that wrestling doesn't even have. Teenage girls of a certain personality type would fucking adore Rhea Ripley, you know? Right. They don't get they they see her as they probably see her as weird. I don't fucking know. You know? Oh JJ, I'm telling you, people were very they were very fired up about that Charlotte thing. I'm not gonna comment on my thoughts on it, but they definitely there was some there was some stuff. Maybe not as many as they pretend. Charlotte called her Charlotte. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm remembering. <laughs> How much is it real that Charlotte is actively fearful of Rhea and just beats the fuck out of her every time? I don't know anything about that. So in the That's last not even Rumble, a bit. You don't need to explain it to me either. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Josh, give an example. You know, it's interesting. There's definitely some wrestlers. I mean, I'll be honest here. And this is hilarious because he's not even in the big two and there's probably reasons for that that we don't need to get into it. But I'm telling you for a fact that Darius Lockhart could get over fucking huge, man. Yeah. He could blow up. He probably won't because we know what. Wrestling, right? But you watch that guy's promos? I know. Oh, my God. Incredible. I'm always fascinated by the people who don't, like, fit the overall profile of the company. At the time, yeah, which is kind of what I think Jade is right now. Um, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, like because you watch her matches and like sometimes she doesn't get much reaction at all because depends on the audience. Um, but there's definitely like a fan base that she has that nobody else in the company has. Like, yeah. um. It definitely has feels so like, much value if she keeps improving. Like her yeah. ceiling is, I don't even know what the right word for it is. And it's like seeing her do like some of the media she's done lately, where you realize she's actually really fucking good at that if they let her do it. And that feels like the main. Like, I mean, it's cool that her matches have improved because that's important to us. But like, the real reason you put the belt on her is so she can do those big media tours. Like, you yeah. Know, that, it feels like something they got to really lock in. I mean, God bless the Grapsity guys. That was wonderful they got that interview. But, like, I'm talking, like, you know, the big media tour. Yeah, if you can People get her on, like, the right. late night show or... Late night grin. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think they've gotten anyone on any of those shows yet, which still shows no, you that gap between... She's probably their best shot just on yeah. just look and, like, presence alone, right? And she seems ring really, <laughs> like... Like the ringer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think she can be a very strong ambassador for that company. Yeah, I would agree. And I think you're right too that a different audience, right? Yeah. And they look, Keith can help in that regard too, as long as he doesn't share his hip hop takes. <laughs> you were so proud to get that off. I was, bro. It popped me so much. Keith, I feel like we're a paywall here. When I saw Keith, like what he looked like physically, I was like, fuck, I hope this guy's okay. He looked incredible. Yeah, it made me like him more, to be honest. Like, I don't think I'm being like a dick. Like, 
Keeb hasn't been in the ring for some time. Like, but he like he looked big, right? Yeah. He's always big. And my thought, initial thought was fear. And then I was like, if he can do the shit he usually does, this will make him infinitely more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> he looks fucking insane out there. Like, his size. Bro, when he walked out, it was so obvious to me how much smaller the fleet guys are. Yep. Because he looked like a fucking monster on their set, didn't he? Good lord, man. So here's the thing. I'm going to take this opportunity. I swear, Christian, this isn't it. I'm not coming at you. And this is a pretty tame comment to begin with. But people were really bad about this. Um, again, I'm not directing this at you at all. But, like, we're going to see this thing now where Danielson's going to get all the credit for her. Yeah. People need to be really careful about that. Like, there's nothing wrong with, with bringing it up, but. Let's make sure she gets the credit for getting better too. We were it's a weird thing that they do with with the women. Like that's something that again, I'm not I swear I'm not it's just that's what made it pop in my head. Um, I mean look, in the most polite way possible. I think Brian also has trained a lot with his wife. <laughs> and Yeah. That's all that's the thing. Because I've seen those takes and, and I'm not Again, I've seen much stronger takes where it's like, oh, yeah, you were just using that as an example to talk about. Yeah, what well, Christian's comment was fine. You just you were yeah. using it as all. Um, just you know, let's make sure we give her credit too. Is all you know, and they do. It's not just her; they do that with a lot of the women. Like, it's all Dustin Rhodes or like, yeah. Let's let's because we don't do that with the men. <laughs> I will say, like. I would definitely try to get Keith like an extended match in a spot where he's protected. Yeah. Because it definitely would be nice for him to get a chance to do that. Like when he was doing the Bearcat matches, he did some live events, but he was just squashing guys. Right. Um, so it'd be nice for him to get an opportunity. Because his health problem, I mean, like legitimately, that's the worst kind of thing for that, right? Like that would fuck you. I I get. It. I just hopefully you can get some some reps. Um, this was incredible. Yeah. The discourse was in, much better. Yeah. That was when they were building to the super showdown when I got Buddy Matthews drew seventy thousand people into the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Factual. Something like that. Yeah, people did do that with with Ty and Dustin too. It's a, I mean, it's a fine line because it, I mean, it's a fair thing, and they give credit to Dustin too. But it's just, you know, make sure you're giving credit yeah. to them too. Like, I mean, it also is a thing where like Brian is. I mean, I understand she's taken a recent turn in form, but like he has legitimately been training for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say training, I mean like they probably yep. work out at TV. I was going to say, we don't even know what that, yeah. <laughs> like um, I don't think Brian's like flying out and fucking like <laughs> he's, you know, he's a guy who helped at TV, I would say. That's what I would guess. She's been, it's noticeable though. I tweeted like the improvement just in the last month is noticeable. I was really worried about that match tonight. It's a like I'm just being honest. Like I was like, uh oh, um, but yeah, it was great. It's just, it's a process, man. Right? Yeah. I was worried at times because I just, 
She hasn't even been wrestling a year yet. <laughs> the thing that worried me with Jade was when, like, you know when she was really struggling on the sea shows? And, like, you could see she was getting kind of frustrated with it. Like, remember that one match? She had a 27 match and she fucked up. Like the, the And you see her being really mad afterwards. Yeah. And it just made me... I got frustrated a little bit when people that didn't watch the sea shows was, like, posting the gif of the finish and being like, more on TV now. She's a star. And it's like, well, if you watch the matches, you see why they have to take their time with her, you know? Right. But I think the pace they went at was risky. I think the Ruby match was proof for that. Like you have to be careful. But thankfully, since she's been champ, it's been it's been all, all thumbs up. So all right. I think we've always agreed that like she's worth sacrificing certain things because she could actually be a star. Cause that's a big wrestling kind of um outdated wrestling era that's made is like people that they sacrifice a lot for wrestlers that ultimately are not going to do anything for the business like there's a world in which jade actually becomes like a celebrity yeah <laughs> like it's worth it in her case like i'll give you an example there is no world in which it's worth sacrificing as much as they do for 2022 ronda rousey brother yeah she will do nothing for their business relative to what she'll do negatively to the product. I'm telling you, maybe I'm be proven wrong, but that to me is a good example of it, you know? Like at this point in the game, you're going to sacrifice an awful lot for very little return. In Jade's case, because her matches as TBS champion haven't even been, well, they've actually been good, you're not sacrificing that much. But this say she was having bad matches, right? It's still worth sacrificing some because you think if you get it right, she could blow up and she could be on those talk shows we just talked about, you know? That was the conclusion. I mean, you remember I had just like a light bulb went off for me one day because I went from like, yeah, hold on, we need to change our whole yeah approach on her. Like, yeah, I, it's 100%. Um, and I like the perfect example. Again, like I, I use my wife's opinions on wrestlers as like, because it's the closest thing I can get to, like, the out-of-the-bubble you. And I could tell you, like, when she was doing the seat shows and, like, my wife was so sick of her. Like, she would roll her eyes whenever she came on doing those Jade yeah. brand promos. And now she's, like, within the last couple weeks, she's starting to get back on board. The Jade brand stuff wasn't great. But yeah, they, it wasn't great. They wanted to give her more time in the in the gym and... Jim, in the wrestling, not Jim. She doesn't need any more time. <laughs> you got what I'm saying, right? The wrestling's right. cool. <laughs> so they wanted to keep her on in some way, and it wasn't great. But um, I'm not sure if Wardlow has crossover potential. I don't think so either, but... Um, Ricky Starks, I would agree with Yeah, Ricky Starks is a good one. Hobbs. Yeah. Hobbs' story is powerful. Who else would Jungle Boy maybe? For Jungle Boy and Anna Jay as a package. Yeah. They're like a like an old school fucking young Hollywood couple in, in wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. They're both so young and attractive. <laughs> I will yeah, Jungle Jungle Boy actually is a big one because if he's like, a story, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, you're right. He, I didn't even think of that. That'll get him on shows just because he's luke perry's son that's a thing for them to 
talk about. MGF, yeah, MGF honestly is true, he, yeah. He definitely is one, but he does worry me a little bit because I do, I do have my concerns about him doing the heel shtick. Yeah, he can't do the shtick on. Like it, some of it pops me, but like people are very. Uh, I don't want to say people are sensitive because that sounds like I'm doing that fucking Republican shit. Like people are very, you know. They won't. They may not find it as charming as you and I do when he tells the fan to go fuck themselves. Right. <laughs> Especially yeah, particular fans. Gotta, you know, you got to pick your spots. Right. Like he can certainly go and be like a bit of a dick to the guy on the morning be, show, and people will think has it's to be funny. Funny. Right? Has yeah. To be exactly. Funny. Yeah. I just. I, I think he actually knows the balance. He just worries me a little bit sometimes. Yeah. When I see it going like TMZ, it's like oh. God, this, that's not the kind of press I want, man. <laughs> but he's special. I mean, he was fabulous tonight again. And uh, That whole segment fucking ruled. I didn't get to talk about that because I wasn't on the show yet. But, like, yeah, yeah I, Josh, I actually agree with this. I don't, personally, I don't actually care. No, um, no it, should, it shouldn't matter to you. It's more of a understanding what AEW should be targeting. I think it's important they have some of those because you just want that's a big I think that's a big thing, frankly. To me, that's a bigger deal than the ratings. It's like the awareness of if a Jade Cargo becomes an actual celebrity, she's an AEW project, right? Yeah. I think that matters. Like there's look, guys, I um I don't think we're talking out of turn to say like the most famous AEW wrestlers are the ones that have been on WWE TV. And over time, and it will take time. You want to change that eventually, right? Like that's that's really it. As a fan, you don't have to give a shit. I mean, I'm a fucking Ring of Honor fan. None of those guys are ever going to be famous. You don't have to care about it, right? Yeah. I mean, outside of like, depending on what show they went on, I might watch it. But outside of that, right. yeah, I don't. Like, I don't watch Go Big Show just because mm-hmm. Cody. I don't, but I don't care. But, um. I mean, yeah, I, who knows for sure, but I mean, it's certainly possible at some point. He could definitely be like Ricky Steamboat, though, and just be a babyface forever. It would probably be with... um. Pro, you'd probably do something with Anna Jay, right? Yeah. And again, that's, you know, that's still early days. That may not last. That stuff's tumultuous, not. yeah. Yeah. Did you say a wrestling couple may not last forever? <laughs> Yeah, I did. You know, that's not what they, you were doing anyway, but yeah. Will they at least share the dogs? What was that? I said, will they oh. at least share the dogs? <laughs> when you pointed that out to me, that popped me so much. And I don't even know why. Like, it's cool, right? Like, I'm not trying to dunk. It just popped me. Like, wait, when we talked about it, and you was like, man, it's wild. That's how you phrased it to me. Yeah. I was like, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, Hollywood Jack Perry, there you go. Yeah, Spears was incredible in this segment. Him staring down Roberts when he was doing the intro. He's fucking good. I love Sean Spears. Like, it's not a bit. I think he's tremendous. I mean, he's in the spot he should be in. But in the role he's in, he's tremendous. That's what wrestling got bad at at some point, was just realizing that everyone has a role. Little, yeah. you know, big. It's he's a he's a little dorky freak. henchman. 
but it's funny. He's very tall, though. Yeah. Him coming out with the champagne bottle and dancing to the ring and uh what was he eating during the entrance of Warlow? I, I don't know. even know. Jay Shell was trying to investigate that, I don't know. Probably some fruit of some kind. Did you pop when Dax said I don't even look good in a suit? Because I was like, Oh thank God he knows. Yeah. That whole their whole entrance was awesome too. Fucking Tully, man. Do you think it's lost on people how wild it is that Tully's on TV in 2022? Oh, 100%, yeah. That brother was in a segment with a dude that's going to be on top for the next 20 years, as well as a guy that's one of the biggest stars of the last 20 years. And it weren't even weird because he's just on the show every week. Like Tully Tuck could go to sleep tonight. Bro, and here's the thing. I think he could be on the show more. <laughs> Because yeah. I probably would play up his deal with MJF more. And when, when War Dog turns, I would actually have Tully out there with MJF more. Because if people don't realize, like, if you've ever seen Tully as a wrestler, is a very easy comparison, him and MJF. Like, Tully was a heel, man. That dude was a piece of shit. <laughs> He's just some old guy to my wife. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it, right? So's Jake. I've shown Jake a couple. I've shown her a couple Jake promos, right. like the the WrestleMania six promo. I think it's six. Um, the DiBiase promo. Right. Um, so yeah, she gets that one a little bit. But yeah, I haven't shown her any Tully stuff. I mean, I think Jeff Hawkins always says it like the Horseman had this kind of like, uh, especially when Oli left. The audience, whether they booed or cheered the horsemen, they had this kind of like respect for them, right? You know, as, as wrestlers and as dudes, they were pretty cool. They didn't have that for Tully. They fucking no. hated Tully. They always no. hated Tully. And when he left, as much as he, he pops himself talking about how important he was, he ain't wrong. It was, it was never the same, you know? I mean, in the horseman DVD, he's borderline embarrassing. Like, he just, every time it cuts to him, he's like, about me. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it really got under Tully's skin that, like, he was often framed as kind of the lesser Ric Flair. Yeah. Which is tough because, like, I mean, he kind of was that, but it's fucking Ric Flair, right? What are you going to do? Because, in terms of if you look at, like, what a Tully Blanchard did great, I would argue he was, in a lot of ways, by the mid to late 80s, a better heel than Rick in a lot of ways, true heel. But, like, you can't really, you know, in any reasonable world would say, yeah, I'm taking Tully over Ric Flair, right? <laughs> like, at least if someone like on, he plays a different role together, right? He's a different wrestler. I think they got under his skin quite a bit, which is, I mean, fair. You know what I would have... I don't even know if the timeline works here. Tully doing a longer run in Texas with the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. that would that would have done big business. I mean, I feel like he'd have been. What's interesting about him and Arn is, I think if you move them back a decade, I think they both would have been better fits as NWA champions in the seventies. Yeah, so that's also like because I don't know. Once you have Flair, man, it's like. It's hard. 
On, I didn't even do this on purpose. But yeah, he's right. Yeah, that actually is a thing. A very different version, but yeah. Yeah. Um, very disappointing, Tully. There. On would have been a tremendous NWA champ before Flair. I. And obviously, there's a number of reasons this never would have happened. I just wonder, like, can you imagine if somehow Arn like went to the AWA and like took over for Bachwinkle as their champion oh and was like their top guy? I mean, I think we both I mean, know what it would have done in terms of business, but it pops me huge. Yeah. Just that whole thing will forever be frustrating to me. Even though even AWA is honestly before my time. Um just what I know about it now. Yeah. Like that thing was salvageable all the way up till like not what if some if somebody if he would have just given the reins to somebody that was a little bit more modern. <laughs> little bit. Was, yeah. I mean they eventually would have died out anyway, yeah, yeah. I think, but their their territory that, right? was strong, man, and it was huge. The one of the more interesting and I think actually a lot of the chat won't even know these stories or care, but I would recommend to you guys like the weird scramble for another national promotion in that little time is really interesting, right? Like USWA is like, I mean, that's wild times, bro. People are, the territories are string. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. crazy I still thing. need to listen to that Jarrett podcast about that. Very good. It'll, there's some Von Eric stories. It'll pop you. But there's one where Kerry gets to like five minutes for the end of the time. And because the studio is small, like the fans know he's just pulled in. <laughs> so he, has to, he has to like come out and be like, yeah, my tire, I had a flat tire. Incredible. And they said the heel obviously give him a flat tire. Of course they did. Right, of course. As they should. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is interesting. I'll be honest. I haven't seen all the rock and roll midnight matches, but like, not something that's fully clicked for me when I've watched, to be totally honest. It was very intriguing. There's a video where on compares the rockers and rock and roll. And, like, the way he talks about them as wrestlers is hilarious because Arn's like, <laughs> you know, Ricky and Robert can't compare to those two as wrestlers. <laughs> He's like, but the people love them. So <laughs> I was about to say, I think, uh, think Sean's singles career is almost over shadowed how good the rockers were as a team that yep. was, they were a tremendous fucking tag team yeah they were they're probably ahead of their fucking, time too marty was good man oh yeah marty was there was a there was a time where marty was like people thought marty was yeah. the good one yeah. i mean he was more experienced for one but i want to uh someone asked me this the other day on discord you know you just we were talking about on a minute ago Someone was saying a, a good grin conversation would be like the alternate timeline where Dustin Rhodes doesn't become gold dust, right? Hear me out. I'm going to pull this back to Arn Anderson. So the big point of that is if Hogan doesn't come into WCW. Because if you look at 1994 WCW, it really feels like Dustin is going to get that belt. Like, He's having the big program with, with um, you know, Funk and Bunkhouse Park, you know, Parker's crew. And it's like, I've said this before on the green, but could you imagine 
Dusty doing those promos for a match between Dustin and Rick and like the story. And so the reason I bring this up is I've always loved this angle. I pitched it to Oracle once, pitched it like he could do anything about it, but it popped him. In 1994, before Hogan comes in, Flair is a babyface. He beat Vader for the title. Brother, could you fucking imagine doing an angle? Now, if you do this, you have to erase Arn's heel turn, but just hear me out. Where Rick gives his best friend the shot of the belt. And Arn is kicking his ass. Now, this time they'd never wrestled. This is before their eventual feud. Arn is beating him from pillar to post and Rick fucking cheats. Or Rick does something that's... He does something that's kind of vague, right? Like, maybe he didn't mean to. You do something like that, probably, but you do it first. And Arn's a little bit... He's like, what's he sure about this? And Rick's like, listen, I give you the match. There's no way I'd fuck you on this, right? We'll run it back. And, of course, like, fucking, you know, Rick hits him in the dick or something, doesn't actual, actually cheats, and Arn chases... It's like, I don't know what kind of business this does, but can you imagine how fucking good that program Yeah, it would have been awesome. Because the people would 100%, they respected on enough, especially in 1994, like, they'd have been all in on chasing, on him chasing that belt. Oh, yeah. Again, maybe not in terms of, like, outside of their core audience, but the people that were going to the shows would have loved that angle. And then I said, I would turn Rick heel, and then maybe you do a one-month on reign, you get back to Rick, and then fucking Dustin gets it. I don't know where Sting fits into all of this, but I'll figure it out one day. Greg would have popped for that. Ben's right. Greg would have. He would have known I was cooking with that one. Oh, yeah. He'd have said, where does Drago fit in? (laughs) Can you imagine if if Vern had just given the AWA to Greg in 87? Like, we'd probably be doing an AWA review show right now. (laughs) Do you know the story of the Rockers with the AWA when they left the second time? I think you might have told me, but I, I like all they did was go to Vern and say, "Hey, can we just have some guaranteed contracts?" And he was like, "No, I can't do it." So they just left and went to the Fed. Owned, like, like, yeah. I'm telling you, they old, old dudes, man. But then I don't think Greg would have even disagreed with that. That's the thing. Oh, he wouldn't have. No, they didn't get. Fuck me, it's just like Bachwinkle. Um, see, that's why I love Bachwinkle mm-hmm. because there's even like a comment from him from back then where he's like i don't get it but they love him so i don't need to get it which is the key to any seriously folks if you write about wrestling you talk about wrestling that is the key to your opinion never being outdated you know it's more we have fun about our personal taste and i do the adam cole bits but listen to the people they'll usually give you a clue it's very important attitude to have yeah that's why it's like I do my, I tweet my gifts on Twitter when Dan Housen's on the show, and I'm not going to talk about him very much on here. But the dude's <laughs> over as hell. It is what it is. Like, yeah, that's why I'm not going to talk about him on here because I'm not going to argue with you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not, you know. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Um, you know, it's about the old fucks. What about Watts? When Watts did the, when he got the gig at WCW and he just like, he lost his mind. He was like, why are these people getting carried? I mean, look, he was right to an extent. You didn't need to be paying them guys as much as they were. But like, that was wildly outdated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude was cutting everyone's money in half. Is I'll make them earn it. And it's like, no, nah, man. 
This is not the way at this point. It's 1992, you know. Oh, God, I just popped the chat. Um, Joseph, I still have a big question. How the hell did you get for WrestleMania 34 in in New Orleans? That monstrosity was almost seven and a half. Bro, it was so brutal, man. Like, I actually didn't have any fun. I I have no fond memories of that whatsoever. Hogan going back to the Fed in 97. That's so impossible to imagine that I can't even. It's so yeah. hard to. Part of me is always okay. going to wonder whether they actually wanted him or not, or if it's just Hogan being Hogan. No, the story is that it's the opposite. Where Bruce always claims, which, you know, Bruce, but he claims that they met in public for a reason because they were kind of doing Hulk, Vincent Holt kind of, he did him the solid of like, well, get your money up. We mm. probably won't reach a deal, but people will see us. And I mean, there's nothing to lose from that, right? You make the right. competition spend more money or you strike a deal with Hulk fucking Hogan. like Because like, again, we always dunk on Hulk and rightly so because he's a piece of shit. But I mean, if they'd have brought him in in 1997, it would have been a very, very big deal. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal in 2002 and he'd already done jobs to yeah. fucking Billy Kidman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't, but I, as far as what it would have looked like, I can't even guess. I mean, I guess the assumption is it would have been Austin versus Hogan with fucking Tyson in the middle. Which yeah, would have probably. been the biggest match. In, I mean, it would have been the shits, the match, but it would have been. When in 97 was this? Do you remember? End of 97. So he would have been. Okay, in, so he would have come after in. Brett? The, around the era that Brett left, because I know that he would have came in for the build to Mania 14. Okay. There you go. Because that's the that would have been my first thought is like he would immediately beat Brett, oh, and that man. would have been a whole thing that would have been hilarious. I think because I think uh, kayfabe commentaries did a they did a DVD where Bruce booked this. I think I think they did. You know they're doing guest bookers. Yeah, I think they did one where Bruce booked it. And I think his thing was you just put Hogan in the D- in DX, which is hilarious for a range of reasons. Yeah, that. I mean, my immediate reaction was like. That makes them less cool, but I mean, that's kind of what he did with the NWO, and it still got more over. Like they were definitely, he was way out of place in some of those vignettes. Oh yeah, fucking Hulk, right? <laughs> Didn't matter, I guess. It would have been interesting. I'm not gonna lie, and I, I mean, you know, we didn't know then what we know now. That him coming back to the Fed, yeah pop the shit out of me i wasn't excited about it when it happened like going leading into it and then it actually happened and it was like this fucking rules <laughs> like it really fascinates me the, the deal of like how much it appeals to people when guys go back now hogan's a special case because he was the biggest star of the promotion really had ever had other than maybe austin but like do you remember when the Dudleys went back to New York about six years ago and people just went lost their minds? And it's like, they had been the Dudleys outside of WWE for 10 years. Yeah. And after like six months, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. They come back out to that music with the Dudley boys' name. And it's like, well, holy shit. <laughs> They're like selling more merch. I mean, the obvious example is, and this is a little bit different because they were doing the broken stuff, which was over. The Hardys reaction. the rest of Oh, yeah. It just it fascinates me. And Hogan, people forget, but I'm telling you guys, go watch the stuff. In 2000 WCW, they he couldn't feel more dead. Right, oh, yeah. it's over. Like it's over. It's done. And there he is getting cheered against Rock in front of a stadium. Like 
there's just some people who have a real connection to that. The guys going back to the WWE stuff. It's just weird. I don't know. It's interesting. I went to King of the Ring that year. Was in Columbus when he wrestled Kurt Angle. Yeah. I went to that. I had a Hulk Hogan shirt for that show. Also, we had uh, me and my group of friends. We had um, one of my buddies had Alliance MVP Canyon shirts made. And so we were all, there's like four of us were all wearing Alliance MVP shirts. So have you heard what he allegedly said when he walked through Gorilla after wrestling with Kurt? No. Hey, Vince, the Olympic kid's a little stiff-ski. <laughs> the Olympic kid. Kurt was like a multi-time WWF champ at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you tweeted earlier that you have free fed shit shirts left standing. I have the AJ Styles one. The very first, the P1. It's just the plain P1. I have Samoa Joe. Very first, right? Yeah. And I've got the red um, Johnny Wrestling that I wore on here the one time. And now my wife is stolen and wears it to work. It's... I don't want to say wild because it really isn't, but like it does pop me huge at two of those guys free agents right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of, I mean, they've been very different ways. Right. Very, very different ways. But it is hilarious to me. Who'll be the first to leave AEW and come back to that kind of feeling of coming back? Um, that's a really good question, right? Yeah, it's hard. That's so hard to predict. Um, I'll be honest, it probably will be more like what happened with ECW where they would have guys that like took the money and went to just WCW or WWF and got buried and then come back as the same characters and the people are like, oh, he's back. Yeah. Which in like by 1999, 2000 is happening every other week where some poor, you know, hack, Sandman is back. Sandman, you know? yeah. Whipwreck, all those guys. He's the perfect example. And <laughs> Jericho. Okay, there you go. Comes back at 60. Judas in my mind. People are fucking roaring. Do you see where he compared himself to Undertaker? Just, I love... He's so... like. God bless him. Yeah. I love tonight's segment, man. It's a little long, but for the most part, yeah. I agree. Santana and Ortiz were fucking incredible. Bro. Now, they're one... This is what we were talking about earlier. I think their potential is like stars is greatly understated in, in our bubble. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think they can go over huge, man. They're cool. Especially mm. Santana. He's fucking cool. Santana <laughs> was awesome tonight. Him looking so into good. the camera, just bearing. Oh. Yeah, I don't think Jericho will be very happy about that part. I'll be honest, I don't know anything about the situation. I'm not a scoop star. But I'm telling you, like. I think there's a lot of truth to when Santana said the line about it. If it wasn't for it wasn't for him. I've fucking done this along. I think he's been really frustrating. I think they're kind of letting that fuel his promos, which is good TV. I mean, isn't like, I don't think it's a stretch. It's obvious the comparison that he's their mentor, but there's a lot of Eddie and Santana, I think, in the yeah. way he does promos. And uh that's a big compliment because fucking Eddie's great at it. But I Hager just gonna beat him next week. I'm sure it's fine. Jay Shell said it tonight, and I agree with her. Like, 
I'm really glad Eddie wasn't in that segment because it allowed them to just stand alone. And yep. Whatever they do after this, whether they're with Eddie or not, and I trust King to do this, but I want it to be – they need to make it very clear that they ain't just backing King at that point. Like, if they're together, he wants them to be the tag champs. Like, and that would be – I mean, them winning the tag titles and King, like, doing the promos, obviously they can talk themselves. What I'm saying is, like, him kind of revving them up rather than yeah. what they got now where they back up Chris. That could be good too. Yeah, it's just a lot of, I mean, I, I just think they're money. I think – and we talk a lot about their, their run, right? Like, they could have done more, but they've also had some good stuff. It's not been a disaster. It's just there's a potential. There's a ceiling they haven't quite reached yet. I hope they get it this year. I really do. Yeah, I didn't really – like, Santana did that sit-down thing that was great, but they're even better promos than I thought. Like, yeah. They need, to win, they need to win the tag titles. Well, actually, I mean, the title – look, the titles are the titles. They just need to be emphasized. Yeah. It'll be interesting what they do next week. If it was like Jericho and Hager, if there wasn't already clearly the heels, I think they're going to make it more apparent next week. I think their obvious play is Santana and Ortiz win and they put you know put the boots to them. I Jamie don't think... probably gets involved, right? That'll be interesting because they've established that Eddie Kingston thinks Sammy sucks. Which is fair. See his quote with um, Wrestle Talk. Mm-mm. He was like the only guy in the circle that Jericho cares about is Sammy, and it's probably just because he's a dick like him. <laughs> he's um, fucking, they had a headline where it's like Eddie Kingston doesn't like Brian Danielson, and people in the replies were like this piece of shit doesn't like anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes dudes do the kayfabe stuff, and I'm like, bro, who buys this? And then I forget this wrestling fans are fucking idiots, and many of them buy it. <laughs> And they think people think King hates Cesaro. Yeah, he always, he's like, bro, he loves him. But, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I actually thought Sammy was pretty good tonight. I, I, takes on him are all over the place. This point, I thought he was pretty good tonight. I really did. I didn't even think he was bad. Yeah, I don't have any issues with Sammy. I hope Andrade beats him for the belt. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, I'm that's genuinely my stance. Like, I don't care about him. I couldn't say I'd like him, but I also am not nearly as like big on the um, people criticize him huge. And I'm like, he's fine. Yeah, I think he's actually a pretty good wrestler. I just, yeah, I don't care about him that much, which is probably telling because our whole audience agrees. And maybe we should just be like, yeah, they're right. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Sammy's he's good. I, I don't think he's the world, a world champ, to be honest with you. No. But that's, I think that says more about the roster at this point. Roster's loaded. Speaking of loaded rosters, Late Night Green's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. We've got a nice start in five. We don't have to worry about Jack Crosby showing up anymore. Yeah, I should take him out of the intro. I'm very excited, man. I know we're we're now currently on an impromptu stream that's two hours long. I know we like talked about other stuff so much that I forgot why we did it. Yeah, I'm just I'm kind of blown away by where we're at right now. And uh, 
you know, if you'd have asked me a week ago about adding someone to the late night green, I'd been like, the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but here we are. And, you know, I certainly don't think we're going to be adding any or many, if any, more. But man, it's exciting. Jay, having Jay Shaw on the team is very exciting. I'm fired up. That visual is incredible. On um, uh, you know, I am no shit. You know, I'm very excited. Well, yeah, it's the only reason we're here. Like, I just it pops me huge that this late night grin thing's like an actual thing, thing. <laughs> you know, by accident. Like beyond just being like our dumb Friday night show, the idea it's like a platform. Yeah. And that, like, someone of actual talent can announce they're joining the late night grid and people are like, yeah. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that was something. Like, I, you know, we, we could talk shop here. We're two hours into this thing, but. Like, initially, it's, this whole deal is, like, a day old. And initially, it's like, well, yeah, we'll do the Friday show, I guess. I don't feel too bad about doing that. You know, make you do that. And it's like, okay, she wants to do it, we'll do it. And then like, I saw the reactions. It was like, I guess this should be a bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> it will be, I think, now. So you're going to be seeing a lot of Jay Shield doing different shit on our platform. And we're very fired up there. I'm very, very fired up. And uh, maybe some good will come of this filth that we've produced for the last six months or whatever. Yeah. And the flagship stays the flagship. Which is not to say she'll never be on it, but mm-hmm. that's that'll pretty much remain untouched for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean it's everything you like about this platform will stay the same. We will just have other stuff that could actually like open us up to an audience that would generally dislike our content. <laughs> <laughs> but there's stuff Jay Shaw could do that we like just frankly Either we can't or we shouldn't do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a very real chance that we'll end up, that she'll end up doing stuff that none of the rest of us are on, on our right. platform. Which rules? Yeah. It'd be great when I'm, when I go on holiday and she hosts the historical oracle <laughs> and I send her the format. Oh, that sounds incredible already. She knows who none of the people are and she has to like just throw the questions to Oracle. We just, and she's like, very confused that's where really froze be a learning learn moment for all of us yeah it would yeah earlier when we were doing the dynamite review um she was talking about how she watched the punk clips on youtube and like she'd been trying to i came so close to asking her how much she's seen of 1983 world class <laughs> 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 yeah Imagine it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Starts talking about Kevin Von Eric and Harley Race. <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Great match, by the way. Kevin Von Eric and Harley Race beat the shit out of each other. We watched that together, right? Yes, we did. We're definitely doing something with Bob and Jay Shell. That's a lot. That's got to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Very, very fun times. And 
it's yeah, this is a great time. Like, you know, we'll see where everything goes. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think the ceiling on this thing is higher than we thought it was. Basically our point is by the end of the year, um, Joe, this will be Joe and my actual jobs. We won't have real jobs anymore. It will like be. We'll it will be on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ceiling thing is definitely real, right? Yeah. Especially the last day. <laughs> We're gonna get fucking rich, bro. <laughs> We're gonna have a thirty for thirty made about the late night grid. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be fueled by whatever scandal Bob gets himself in. That'll be the hook, but then when they delve into the story, we'll be like, wow, these guys are really fucking heroes. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, do you remember when in a month we became a more viable option for wrestling media talent than multiple wrestling sites? <laughs> <laughs> fucking rude, man. More time. And and it's just a fuck it's just called late night grin, which is honestly the best part. Yep. It's just like, that's just the thing now. Everyone's just accepted it. A platform that inexplicably has an audience. There's still 16 people watching this at 2.19 a.m. on the east coast of the United States of America. Approximately six hours and 20 minutes before I have to get up for work. Um, Yeah, we should wrap it soon, probably. This has actually been really good, though. Well, of course it has. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we had over 100. We had like 125 people on the pre-show. Dude, when... that's the best bit is like... This isn't actually why I came on the pre-show, but pre-show hit 100 viewers, and I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to go on there and then claim I drew the house. And then I went to eat dinner and I looked and like the views had gone up since I left. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck, they went that. That video is at 516, which means 200 people have watched that since Dynamite or during Dynamite, which pops me tremendously. That rules. Duke says that this show has fucking ruled. Agreed. Duke, are you still talking to your lady friend? <laughs> Hey, shoot. Did you know that Ty Conti tweeted tonight? My boyfriend looks hot as fuck. Who was that about? I don't know. So anyway, back to the late night grin. He is still talking to his lady friend. God bless, man. It's just two hours now. Close to. That's gotta you be think he's time. like... Using our conversation as cues. Oh, 100%. He's just repeating the shit we're saying. <laughs> He's sitting there like, hey, what do you think about George Lucas being Vince McMahon? <laughs> Dukes, have her hop on YouTube and go to Late Night Grin and subscribe real quick. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at on the old subscription gimmick? Tell your friends. My target for the week was 450. 449. Very close. Very close. Nice. 
Sit so, targets, uh, like a dog, I sit targets, pop. Um, the bit you did with Bob where you tried, you had him pitch the or walk, do the role play of how he would oh, pitch yeah. the show. So, um, we did the watch along by ourselves either the next day or that same, I don't remember. And I, I did the same bit. And I was hoping he would ask me, do you like wrestling, right? Um, he didn't do it. Because my re- reaction, my response was going to be, why are you talking to me? You're violating the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually great. Like, Bob's funny. Look, he looked so scared when I said no. He right? lost he... his mind laughing. Yeah. That was great. He's a very funny guy, is Bobby. Yeah, Bob's pretty great. Everybody's great. I like, feel like I haven't talked to the Oracle of Wrestling in like two weeks because I haven't. <laughs> like <laughs> since last time I you know I wasn't on the grin last week and I haven't done any other shows with him. That's filth. It is. I shoot. Yes. Telling stories. That's gotta be an all time great grin moment, right? Has to be. Yeah. Him like yeah. dipping in his chair and doing like this mannerism with it too. You lost your mind. That was fucking hilarious. Remember yesterday when I shot soda out my nose? Yeah. <laughs> hey shoot. He's fucking incredible, man. I was watching, I was on YouTube earlier. I was, there was like a suggested video about, about Westbrook, him and Shannon talking about Westbrook. And I was like, kind of half watching it. <laughs> I, was, I was half watching it and I was like, it dawned on me in the middle of it like, that this season is the first time that Shannon Sharp has watched Russell Westbrook play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, he was talking about him. He's like, because he, obviously Russ is shot. He's worse than he's ever been. But he was talking about him as they never turned the ball over or did dumb shit. When he was, it's like, imagine expecting this whole thing to go any other way than it has, bro. Right. Seriously. I mean, we were on the air, I think, when that deal was like happening. And but we were talking about it. I was like, they're going to fucking suck. Of course they're going to suck. Where do you Let's think LeBron's going to go next? Back to Cleveland? Like, oh, Cleveland's good now. Time to go back. <laughs> that would kind of roll. I'd respect it, to be honest. I don't think – I don't know what he's going to do. He'll just stay there until Bronny – if he makes it to when Bronny's in the league, he'll do something. He'll stay in the league because I was. Yeah, probably. I mean, what the fuck – what are they going to do with Westbrook, though? I saw something him. about how uh, – there's a rumor about that he might they might trade him to uh back to the Rockets. But the Rockets the Rockets want the 2027 first round draft pick. Um because the Rockets would just buy him out. So yeah, I was I was about Wall? to try to match where you were on the screen. I was hmm? getting ready to like drop down in my chair and try. <laughs> I mean, it just appears to me that they're fucked, really. 
Oh, yeah, they are. That's what you get, what you get, I suppose. I mean, you make a big move like that, you should have known better. There's still people that think, like, once they get to the playoffs, they're going to start winning. No. Shooting, man. The Raptors won again. Oh, my God. I mean, they beat the Thunder, so that one's not that big of a deal, but that's seven in a row. I like basketball. They're going to make a trade tomorrow. I'm really interested to see what it's going to be. Joe, do the Sixers get hardened tomorrow? I think so. I think it's fascinating too because, and I don't know what their mindset is on this because they're so fucking weird, but like, if I was Ben Simmons' handler, surely that's like the best team he could possibly play for. (laughs) Like, he can just basically be like their Draymond, the Nets days. Yeah. So if, if Harden wants it much as some folks are saying, then like, I don't know, man. It feels like there's a deal to be made here. Now, the player that goes with Simmons is a big factor, obviously, because if you look at what they traded to get Harden, I mean, it was picks, but in terms of players, it was nothing. So when I see to talk about Maxi, I'm like, well, no, that's crazy talk, but. Yes, we'll we'll see. I, I think I think so though. I, I, how good of news that actually is, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, it's good for this season, but like, have you seen the contract that he's expecting to get, Harden? No. He's looking for like, like if he signed an extension with the Nets, he would be making sixty million at thirty-seven. Jesus. Yeah, man. It's exp- the numbers are exploding more and more. But yeah, the Nets. And that's adding Simmons would be interesting. Switchy defense, and he could kind of harden on the sixes, improves their immediate ceiling, gives you a chance to maximize Embiid's just incredible form. Do I really believe it would work? Probably not. Harden kind of seems like an increasingly spent force. You don't really look like he's in the best of shape either, to be frank. It'd be funny if nothing else. Great. What a surprise one of Joe's sports teams is going to let him down again. Well, that's mostly what sports is, Joe. I know. I just like doing the bit where I lose all the time. Joe, did you know that my football team's playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday? I did. I'm watching. Definitely watching. You haven't watched any of the other games, right? Fuck no. Okay. The Super Bowl is special, right? I, you know. Yeah. But that, that's my play if they lose now. Fair. Yeah. We could discuss that when reviewing Warrior Wrestling. Yeah. The yeah just, if they lose, I'm just going to come on that show looking like shit, more so than usual. Just be like totally disinterested. <laughs> You're not going to do your makeup for that one? <laughs> like, just be like down here like this. <laughs> like her always just sitting. Okay. Leave the microphone where it is, so I'm just like... I mean, that works. That sounds fine. It's a pretty good microphone. It sounds good. That Dame tweet popped me so much, bro. The, the, Which the, one? The trailblazers are not rebuilding. They're simply going. They're simply changing the pieces around Dame. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they're adding, not subtracting. So, okay, bro, good luck. Yeah, it was like they're going to build around Dame Lillard, and it was like, well, who were you building around before? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy, crazy shit. 
And that's where it's hard with a trade market. Like, how many times Sixers fans have been told, just do Simmons for CJ? It's like, did you see what CJ got traded for? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to to gauge, like, value, I think. Yeah, Joe Ingles is hurt, I think, right? Dame hurt, right? Yeah. They said that Maury's three targets were Dame, Beal, and, and Harden. Like, out for the year. Yeah, and Dame's got, like, a stomach problem, right? I don't even know. Oh, God, and Dombele. Bless and Dombele for Tottenham, man. He was... I actually felt bad for him. We paid like £60 million for him. Seems sure fine. fine. All right. Should we, should we oh, wrap? Did you see the Fulham one again? I mean, you know I didn't. I only see anything about Fulham when you send it to me. They won three to nothing. Mitrovic scored two more goals. Um, Joe, did you know their goal differential now is plus 51? I didn't. Did you know that nobody else in the league has scored 51 goals? My God. <laughs> Dude, they – Okay, so Bournemouth is second in the table with for, in goals four with 47. Fulham has scored 77. <laughs> Same God. amount of games. This makes, this makes next year all the more interesting to me. Yeah. It seems like they're going to run away and hide. They're already eight points. They're eight points clear of automatic promotion, and they've got two games in hand. Good so, lord! Yeah, they should be. They should be fine. If they end up in the playoffs, that'd be very disappointing. They should win the league pretty handily. Seventy-seven goals in twenty-nine games. Yeah, that would be kinda, insane if they didn't yeah. fall into the playoffs <laughs> after that. Like. Uh, I think Mitrovic has, let me look now. Mitrovic has 30 goals in 27 games. Um, Seems good. There are five teams in the league who have less goals than that. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Fair. And then they're going to get, they'll get promoted and then finish fucking 19th and score like 18 goals the whole year. Probably. Yeah. It's more likely than the opposite, honestly. Right. Hey, shoot, you know who else likes football or soccer? JJ. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Oh, yeah. Who does he root for again? He's an Arsenal fan. Piece of shit. Agreed. We should, he should come to Great Britain. I should take him to a Tottenham Arsenal game one day. Everybody in the chat. Put who your uh, football team is. The 13 of you that are left. (laughs) European football, not American football. There you go. Jack likes any players with white boots. I don't even fully understand that no, joke. No, no, that your just, reaction was incredible. The idea of Jack like watching a football game and just staring at their boots. And... <laughs> Is that a Jay White line? Liverpool, Portland Timbers. I'm an American. I don't mess with that stuff. Never seen it. <laughs> don't watch. Sorry. 
<laughs> Wait, why did Brian say what Bob says when he's asked to get vaccinated? <laughs> Not a soccer. Watford. God, now I see why our viewership tumbled so bad. I respect that. Go Bengals. Good call. Never heard of football. Dukes, does your lady friend like football? Ask her for her oh. top three football teams. <laughs> top three? Most of the chat couldn't give one. <laughs> what do you think this guy supports? Shoot. FC Dallas. I swear to God, man. The day that shit doesn't make me laugh, it's, I'm fucked. <laughs> the Columbus crew won MLS. Bro, he like turns the corner and runs. She said, yeah, no, quoted Bob on accident. Oh my God. She's A lot of people quote Bob. The Philly Union are really good, but I could care less. Why does Jay... So, to be clear, does Jack like white boots because of Jay White? I hope it's nothing else. Yeah, I don't... Does Jay White wear white boots? I just... Because his name's White. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair. You know... There was a lot of talk in the chat earlier about what Bob would call Jay White, and I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair. Joe, did you know uh, that North America has their own version of the Champions League and that FIFA refuses to put it in the video game? No. Makes me very upset. Owned. Because, like, I don't want to, I don't really like using Fulham. In the career mode, I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, because TK's a piece of shit and then get yeah. enough money. Right. Um, but I would definitely do one with the Columbus crew. But there's no continental competition to compete in because, you know, you need that extra uh, piece of business to keep you involved. I don't want to just play the league. I want to have, like, you know, I want to rule all of North America. <laughs> Tell them stories. Does MLS ever win that? MLW? MLW? Yeah. I don't know have you not heard is. about MLW? Never heard of it. It's an innovative, groundbreaking wrestling league. Fair. Led by such talent as Alexander Hammerstein. <laughs> and uh, Richard Holiday. So anyway. Brad, MLS you imagine... won the champions. MLS teams have won the Champions League twice, Joe. There you go. 1998 and 2000. You know that deal with Tubi that MLW try to get? Yeah. What if it meant that Skip had to watch MLW? <laughs> he called it the major leagues. Have you seen that clip recently about Tyson Fury and he's talking about tum tonnage? 
No. All right, hang on. If I can find this and get an added stream yard, I'll I'll do so. Folks, did you know that a Mexican team has won the CONCACAF Champions League every year since 2006? In 2005, a team from Costa Rica won it. I got it again. My keyboard really gets very, try, struggles greatly when I'm on the air. In 1985, a team from Trinidad and Tobago won. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I found it. They called their name was Defense Force. Right, shoot. Hold on a second. Wait, okay. what the fuck? What? In 1973, a team from the Kingdom Kingdom of the Netherlands won the CONCACAF Championship. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, man? That's not fair. Yeah, fair. What works for me? What is Sir Suriname? <laughs> what? what is what is? Uh, that fucking rules. So it's a republic. <laughs> that rules. What is that, that used to be a part of? The kingdom of the Netherlands. They were granted their independence in 1975. <laughs> this is what we're going to end on. Go. I've downloaded this clip. This clip is so infamous that I found it with one search on Twitter, and it's from about like, like a year ago. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. This is Skip Bayless talking about Tyson Fury. I promise. Here we go. I just busted right inside him and he can't extend on me anymore and he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. What the fuck? Bro, it is like layers to that. Just go again for those of you at home. I just busted right inside him and he can't extend on me anymore and he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. That's intentional. He's that has to be intentional. And tonnage. Yeah, that's intentional. That's incredible, man. You can't tell me that's not intentional. The way that his like, voice goes up when I just busted and then he, goes yeah. this, he does this deal with his arm he goes, he can't extend on it. What the fuck is he talking about? <sighs> it's incredible that he's talking about a pro boxing bout right there. I just busted right inside him and he can't. I just busted right inside him, and he—I just busted right inside him, and he can't. I just busted right inside him, and he... I just busted right inside him. And... That's not me. I promise that wasn't me. <laughs> All right, this guy, this guy, this guy. I just busted right inside him, and he—I just busted right inside him, and he. I just busted right inside him, and he came. I just busted right inside him, and he came. Wrestling has more than one royal family. None of that was me. I swear. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shoot, this say goodbye to everyone. <laughs>
Goodbye. I just busted right inside him and he. Boy.